Well, I, I forgot what it's called. The only reason I know that song is for is because of some variant of like now that's what I call music. Like oh, you know, like the, oh. it was like there was yeah. a, there was a uh, one time it was one of those ones that used to advertise constantly. That was uh, like all the all the nineties hits. Yeah, and so that would play during the tri- the commercial, and I didn't know the song outside of that. <laughs> it was probably so just, I've just heard the chorus. It's probably Kids Bop, and I heard it forever. I no, you. no, no, no. It was a real. It was a real music one. Excuse you, Kid Bops is a real one. They're just bad kids singing songs badly. So I was driving down the road and I saw a sign that advertised, I think it was Trevor Noah was going to be there, which I think is the new host of The Daily Show. Okay. And then also Kids Bop. As in like a concert for Kids Bop? You know how you drive down the road... Yeah, they have the and billboards. They just have the billboards. It's like here's our ve- our venues events in the future. Yeah, and they had Trevor Noah coming up, and then they also had Kids Bop coming up, and I was like, "What? A live <laughs> concert of Kid Bop? Sounds Is that something awful. people want? Who would go to that? But no, it was like some like it had some dumb word like grunge or something like that, but it wasn't grunge because that, that's a genre. Like it was like it was like smash hits or some dumb thing like that, and it was like a bunch of stuff like that. I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. And yeah, that's, that's I, I just was. It, it played every day, all the time, for like a year. Good God, like just over and over in that ad for that one, which, which, which for an album that is just other songs that are popular together, like a movie soundtrack. That do you remember had, it had a dedicated commercial? Do you remember when they used to do that for CDs? They used to have actual commercials for music albums. Now that's what and I call music, 75. But do you remember it used to like do that really they shitty still make thing? make those. What, the commercials or the thing? Or just, the, the, just the CDs. Oh, yeah, every those time you, Every time you go to a Walmart, there's a giant now and then like a yep. number or now Christmas or now some other word. Yeah. And I'm like, I I love find more. Find your own music. I just miss those things where it was like they used to have the text scroll, which had all the, the track list. I just but then to... it would like randomly choose some tracks and yeah. then start playing every the music in the background. Every fifth yeah. song would be like yellow and that's the music video playing in the background right now. Yeah. And the rest would all be silent. There was the... I'm just... Who's that depressing person that never discovered iTunes or any other form of like music distribution and only gets their music via like greatest hits catalogs like now? Where they just, their entire music collection is just like 20 discs of now. And they have to remember which number was the song they liked. I would imagine like old people. Uh, it's, I, it's like I just the remember worst there was, way to get the music. I remember there was a commercial for a band called ATC in the 90s. Never heard of them. And it was like an electronic, shitty, not great, memorable the band. The Angry Tourist Coalition. Uh, it's kind of like Eiffel 65 where you... They have like that one song you remember, but everything else is like, what else did they sing? Um, but Train? Wait no, wait, no, I was recently proven that that's wrong. What? Train? I thought they were only had one song that everyone knew. Drops of Jupiter? Yeah. But then there's another song we I, I heard at the bar, and I was like, oh shit, I've heard this a billion times. So Train has at least two songs. At least two. I don't remember what the other one is, though, anymore. But it, the moment you hear it, you'll be like, oh shit, yeah, I know the song so well. Oh, yeah, just, I it just didn't connect them. I just remember there was a commercial for ATC and it was doing this the further album or whatever. And it was doing the thing that going through the track list. But they wouldn't play any other songs. They only played the one song that they were known for, which was all around the world. And I would see it every fucking morning when I woke up during the summer to watch cartoons. And it got so stuck in my head that I l- like legitimately bought the album just so I could stop 
hearing the song because like it was it's that thing where it's stuck in your head but you can't get it out until you hear it again but it's like i can't just watch tv until that commercial shows up so, again so, so for <laughs> you you can banish being having a song stuck in your head by hearing it for real yes when i listen to the full song that then i go like it doesn't work it works for me all the time and so i like, got stuck the, in a loop for a while with that uh oh my god did i cry <laughs> the he-man one well it's a real song no i know but i'm saying the meme for he-man one so my roommate made our shower curtain that he-man oh, the, that face yeah which i was like i we had a normal shower curtain and it was clean and it was fine <laughs> it was had, clean and you had to replace it with like a meme i'm like i fine i'm not gonna fucking make this the hill to die on but then I watched Sense Eight, and they used the real song multiple times in that show. Like unironically, yes. Like one of the core. What are you serious? Like, Who uses that song unironically? I, it was an experience because it was the first time I'd ever heard it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever I, seen it in any I kind of like media. Heard, I only ever saw it in the YouTube forms. Video. Yeah, and then one day, yeah, like Sense Eight just uses that song. What's the fucking context you and, could and, possibly and have for that? And song? It's not even in the background. Like it's like. Front the and scene, center, loud the as fuck. Scene is like about the song. The song is playing, and so what? <laughs> Naya's not gonna like this, but Sense Eight is a really hard show to watch. Oh, it sounds like it because like shit doesn't happen in it. <laughs> okay, good. That's how every it's, show should be. Did you see the movie Cloud Atlas? Yes. It's like Cloud Atlas if Cloud Atlas was thirty hours long. Excuse me, what? You took like the worst part like of two seasons in a movie of Cloud Atlas. Because it's Sense Eight is about eight people who are psychically linked with each other, as if they're like some sort of new bioorganism. Okay. Through morphogenic fields, <laughs> uh, so they can all experience each other's lives at the same time, simultaneously, as if they're one person, kind of, but also not. That's not like they have all their own identities and personalities, but they can also like physically inhabit each other's bodies, and they can they can sort of exist in the room like they're there, at like a vision. And sort of just exist in their world, but not actually physically be there. And like, I still project and stuff. And what they the just, fuck? They do whatever the fuck they want with it. And the, the rules are as loose as they feel like it with that stuff generally. But okay. at most, in the story, it usually amounts to like, oh no, this guy's in a dangerous situation. But they're just a, a driver in Africa. But it's fine. We got Kung Fu Lady and she'll inhabit your body and save your life by fighting your way out of this. Wait, that, that kind okay. Of stuff. They can control the people too? Yes. They can, like, relinquish control to each other and stuff like that and, like, use each other's skills or, like, what? there's a part where one of them understands French because one of them, because one of the people in their group knows is French and stuff like that. Like, that kind of thing is going on. Wait, you, that's not how, that, that, uh, you, you can't, you, <laughs> you can't say, you can't say that's not how it works because it's their own made up shit. Yeah, but it's like, how do you even physically, how do you even explain in a pseudoscience way that someone could literally inhabit your body and then transplant the memories that you, the transplant those memories into you like french is a language that is a part of your brain you can't just take french with you when you go like it's it's like it's a it's a language that your brain has to know how to deconstruct and reconstruct into a a language to be fair the one time that happened it was they weren't across the world from each other they were in a room together so he was with the person who spoke french while somebody was speaking french so i think he just understood through them but he also spoke it okay the speaking doesn't make sense the translating that can make sense because yeah, you can the just speaking might be where it crosses the line the tele- weirder. yeah the telepathy i can get where you say like he said you have a nice hat for me and it's like for okay me, thanks. It's just the show has this issue like cloud atlas or crash or the 500 other shows that are just or i think one of them was called Babel. 
I'll believe you. There's a bunch of shows where that there's a lot of movies that have come out where it's just a bunch of disparate storylines across the globe that just happen. Yeah. And they're heroes. Like, and there's maybe some kind <laughs> of conjoined thing happening. Even heroes, at least, is like it's built around a an event that happens. Yeah, that's true. Like, oh no, it's the, about the eclipse. the eclipse awakens yeah. all their powers, and also in heroes, they all come together and stuff like that over yeah. time or die. Well, technically, I think it was to come together to fight yeah. the bad guy. But, and, hero, but then, yeah. but heroes is not completely wrong. No, it's definitely like it's definitely not lost where it's like oh they have separate storylines about their history but they're all literally in the camp together like yeah like no it is more like heroes where they're all split up and shit and it's our and you, you're trying to figure out what they're ever gonna have to do with you're just other. jumping around to different people and do yeah. what they're doing like but heroes like the, where do you where you're dealing with like ali larder and her fucking her son micah and her poor abused husband that's just trying not to die <laughs> and like how that has anything to do with peter petrelli ever is it doesn't <laughs> that poor husband died off camera by the way remember that <laughs> Like, I don't know if they just, like, that was during the writer's strike season or something. His poor, hu- her poor husband is running from her an entire season just trying to keep her son, his son alive. And then in season two, they're like, yeah, by the way, he died off camera. Fuck it. I'm like, isn't that also the guy who can run through walls? Yeah. Like, how? No, uh, the son, the brother, the, 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 dad. the husband. Yeah. No, he had no powers, if I remember correctly. I thought he, he- was. He either had no power. Right, 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 right. I think right. the whole point was he had no power because he's running away from his, like, Hulk wife. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Which, I by forgot. The way, remember, the, the Hulk wife dies, but then she has twin sisters. No, no, it's I like, thought, no. It's like, now it's my ice power Her husband does sister. have a power. She might have been, he might have been, he might have been no, Shadowcat. he was, he was Shadowcat because. Maybe that's I, why he couldn't die. Yes. But he has to protect Micah. Because I remember he. But is, Micah had electronic powers. Yes. So the whole family well, no, had with powers. He didn't have electronic powers. He had, uh, technolepathy. He could speak technolepathy. to, he could speak to technology. <sighs> That's what it was. That show was almost that show was good for almost a season. The show the show had the cool had like really great powers. Like there were some characters the that power, had some cool the powers. powers. Were fun. It's the show sucked the moment they got to the finale of the first season. Yes. They're like, that was the showdown. Well, that's because they realized like that was oh the no, fight we, against Skylar well, was like five seconds. They couldn't. Of nothing happened. They couldn't. They had to backtrack because Skylar was too cool. <laughs> he was. I mean, he's a character who can have any power, and he had, did. The show had fun stuff. Eventually, where like there's the part where Skylar uh, possesses Parkman. Oh so, like, yeah. Like yeah, this is fun. He wants he's to just try to like kill you, kill people from inside you. Yeah. Like, that. like, but there's so many dumb things. I think like, my favorite was when Skylar was president. In that uh, weird like, alternate timeline, and he was like the president of the United States, and like he had all these powers. Or like how, uh, oh god, or how Peter Petrelli is too overpowered. Oh yeah, they had to nerf so him so had, he can only have one at a time. They had to break him every, they had to keep breaking him over and over again. Yeah. Like, because Peter Petrelli was Siler, except he could just, he was just absorbing everyone's powers. Well, no, he, remember, he was like the good version of Siler, because Siler had to kill people to get like, their powers, he, but no, Peter Petrelli like, only had to touch Peter them. Peter Petrelli was like permanent rogue. Yes. Like Rogue that just keeps every power instead yes. of having it for a brief moment after sucking souls out of you for a bit. Like he just he was he was like an he would just empathically put, like take all your powers. Yes. But not take them. Yeah, he you just, still had he them. You just have them. So he was Siler took them. Which like the first plot point the whole point was like he was going to blow up and blow everything up because he would take a power he didn't know how to control. Yeah. But the moment that's over with, then you're like, now he's too overpowered and still alive. Yeah. So then they're like, fuck, now we can only have one power and then later on he lost his powers and then they injected him with a new power and I'm like, fucking <laughs> It sh- was the show gets so awkward. It's so messy. awful because like and also the whole season is about saving the cheerleader. Eventually, Siler just gets the cheerleader. Yeah, he just gets that season, power. And it's like which is it, a cool scene. By the way, scene. it doesn't end anything. That's a cool scene, by the way. Where where, where uh, the cheerleader's head is open. Open, and he's and sitting there, like, finding the power. And yeah. he, But she's alive because she can't die. So he's just sitting there like, you know, it would be kind of cool to not die. We can be, al- we can be alive forever together. And she's like, 
Why? But it all was dumb anyway because Siler and Peter just get into it. They yeah. get put into the hyperbolic time chamber so that they can ref- they can like reformat Siler's hard drive moral compass Siler, by punching a wall a lot. Yeah, <laughs> they punched a wall until it was down. And then Kirsten and then Bell, si- like, and then Siler was happy. Then Kirsten Bell teaches him about love. Oh, because she was lightning power yeah. lady. <laughs> yeah, and then. Uh, I had the best. Fin- that had it actually had a good. It actually had a, a decent series finale. You know what upsets me is that like forever, this is a really weird tangent. <laughs> like forever now, my brain is just permanently scarred with the knowledge of heroes and how like weird I can't it, I how can't good remove it. Should have been like it's not like the song where I can I can listen to a song and it's like okay I can get it out of my head. I can't rewatch heroes and get heroes out of my head. It's stuck there. They tried to bring it forever. back. Ever I I know and they Does, didn't. Did know. it get canceled already? Yeah, I assume. Yeah. It wasn't it just a bunch of new characters and just ARG. Yep. The only, which is like one of the only good characters anyway. Did they ruin HRG two at some point? I think they I'm did. Trying to remember. There was a fun part where everyone lost their powers for a day, and HRG's just chasing after Siler, trying to shoot him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like this is my one chance. I just got to shoot him. God it damn was, it! <laughs> it was. Uh, it was during the eclipse. Uh, another it was like another exactly... eclipse happened, so everyone relost their powers yeah. for the duration of the eclipse. And Siler's just like HRG's just trying to chase after Siler and shoot him. <laughs> it's like God damn it! This is my chance. Yeah, that was like I. I remember that episode being like everything was fine, and Siler was like, "Wait, I don't have my powers." And then oh, it was. Man. It suddenly became a like everyone kills Siler. He's like, it just starts running. Like I think it's through the Amazon. He's like in yeah. the Amazon, running from like three heroes that are chasing after him to kill him. And he's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. A lot <laughs> like, of stuff happened. Because then once the eclipse, the moment the eclipse is over, he's like, fuck all of you. <laughs> he's just like everybody's like, okay, yep. okay, God's back. Let's just go home now. <laughs> like it was rough because every confrontation was so over instantly in that show. Yeah, like. There's a whole. I guess we're just spoiling heroes at this point. Surprise! Uh, spoiling heroes. Excuse you. Either, you. D- you either watched it already, or you didn't know it existed and never intended to watch it. Yeah. Because like it's heroes have been forgotten by time. It's yes. never come up again the way that like Lost does and stuff like that. No, it wasn't. It wasn't like yeah. impactful, memorable, or anything that would like stand out through cult wise. For me, what was brutal is that like they spend the entire show developing the relationship between Peter and Nathan. Yeah. The brothers. And then out of nowhere, like the season two or three finale, like they're like, we're going to fight Siler. And there's like a three second fight where Nathan dies. Yeah. All right. Well, because I mean, for one, it's like so abrupt. Nathan's like power was what to fly. What they did with it was fun because Siler, they, they, they morphed Siler into Nathan and tricked him into thinking he was. Yeah. They altered his memories because. Well, the, the, it's just the ongoing saga of how do we stop Siler from yeah. going on a killing rampage? Because that's like, what he was. Now he's became. inside Parkman's head. Now he thinks he's Nathan. Now, like, <laughs> well, because yeah, because Parkman fight. was using his t- like telepathic powers to manipulate Siler into thinking that Were he those was at the same time. Was it that Siler's real mind was in Parkman's yes. body and being held captive there while fake Siler was like uh, pretending to be Nathan? Yes, they tra- a, they basically transplanted. The like Parker basically stole. Uh, they stole Nathan's whatever. They had fun with that. And then they like moved it into Parker's head and then Parker swapped it with Siler and then Siler was stuck in his head. But then like Parker had to be around Siler at all times. I'll give, them, I'll give the superhero show credit. It's immediately as convoluted as actual comics. It is. They did a good job of like being, that's why I think I liked it because I was like, oh, this feels pretty natural. <laughs> like it's like, about the fuck. Yeah. Which it takes it like. When you watch a CW show, it takes a lot longer to get that convoluted. Yes. Like, it takes, like, 
season it's like season three before you're dealing with the fact that like flash is now fighting an evil villain that was one of his flash clones that he did in order to stop something like yeah that's an actual plot point they got to is that in order to stop something he had to clone himself with a speed force but then one of those versions of him that like all because all those versions of him were doomed to die because he was like kind of suiciding to to do this thing yeah and one of them becomes the next villains uh the next because of what happened becomes the next season's villain and like that's like that's the type of convolution it gets to but then it gets what gets really obsessive and weird is that they have uh all this they kept establishing all these different side characters from the comics in all in arrow and supergirl and uh flash yeah and they kept introducing people like the guy that's two people fused together and he's a nuclear man and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah like, yeah, like like 20 characters like that. Just they just keep throwing out new ones over and over again, like Vibe and Killer Frost and all these other people. And to the point where eventually they made uh, Legends of Tomorrow, which is just they took all the side characters from all the different CW shows and put them together in one show where they're led by the guy that played Amy Pond's uh, fiance in Doctor Who. And they're going through time. <laughs> They're on a, they're on journeys through time to stop fight time crimes. Basically, is this like when they tried doing that thing <laughs> from Doctor Who? Uh, Torchwood. Yeah, not even that because Torchwood didn't have time travel. I don't think. No, it. but Torchwood was like that Torchwood, weird. Torchwood was like Agents of Shield. Yeah, but Torchwood was like a uh, let's take all these side characters yeah. and kind of like do something. But I think with Tor- them. I think Torchwood might have been like two side characters. <laughs> I didn't watch it though. I knew it had Martha. And Martha, it also had what's his Martha face. Martha and it? and Captain Jack. Yeah, awesome. Captain Jack, the best character. You mean the head? <laughs> yeah, that's the the head of Job. No, yeah, no, something else. No, Job is the Bible thing. Yeah, but that that's a weird detail. I was I was I I will admit I, I was I, legitimately taken aback when it was like, and that's the guy, that's the captain. I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> like, I, I feel like they might have revealed the, they might have regretted the reveal that that head was captain around the time they're doing like a multi season show about captain later on. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, and that's how he ends up. What is that? Mean? It's weird because it's like the premise was that they apparently captain's like immortal. Or he I does like know. long life, but well, he was immortal at the time because yeah. whenever he died, he was like, "But I actually can't die." Or yeah, something. was like, I haven't watched season one, He's... season nine for a while, or Doctor Nine season one for a while. Yeah, this is the most impenetrable conversation we've ever opened a podcast. With. <laughs> yeah, this is like noise. it just keeps going. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense to anybody. No, but in any case, uh, welcome to the podcast. But you know what's so here's what's here's what's hurting me now. Which about which show? Which were we talking about? So like, I like the Flash. Okay. Like, unironically, I enjoy that show. It's fine. It's a cheeseball weird nonsense. I mean, it's based on the Flash, who is a silly ass superhero to begin with in a lot of ways. He's but basically also, Deadpool but fast. But he's also one of the most obnoxiously convoluted superheroes too, because he's got because all of the iterations of the Speed Force and time travel and oh. all the different ways that Flash's power works. Yeah. Like Batman is Batman. Well, he's human. The convolutions are like, wow, cool gadget, bro. Nice third weird orphan I mean, child, bro. Superman's just as bad, though. Superman. I, would, I don't like Superman either. Didn't Superman spin the Earth backwards to turn time? Yeah, in a movie. In a movie. Yeah. He also. But I'm. But that. But even that stuff is. That stuff is like weird shit they pulled out for a movie. Whereas I, the I know, Flash, I'm, in like I'm the tech, sure. like the basic premise of the Flash. Goes straight to the weird, uh, convoluted shit almost immediately all well, yeah. the time, and that's and that's fun. I'm fine with it. What, my problem is that the, there's the, the CW has what's called the Arrowverse, which because that's the first show they made, so they call it that for some that's reason. That's unfortunate. Which I it's 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 better than trying to call it another version of DC something because there's also the cinematic universe and everything. 
So that it kind of works to have, they, a, just to have something to call it. I thought the Marvel one is just called the Marvel... Um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, they have the Marvel Cinematic Universe and they have the Marvel Television Universe. No. What do they call the other one? Like that's, the Netflix. Uh, that's still the Cinematic Universe. They included like Jessica Jones in the Cinematic Universe? They still claim it's all the same world, the same way that they do with Star Wars. I mean, y- y- yes, whereas but... D- whereas the DC shows can't be the same universe as the movies oh right because they have a different flash they literally have different flashes why did they do that they just they just had the licenses out somewhere that seems like such a it's probably like the x-men thing where the licenses just existed and they just let it happen but they did it smarter than marvel where they still own the rights to use the flash but they let someone else borrow the name but yeah like it's like you have the rights to do it but not exclusive rights to do it or something yeah but the problem is that then when dc i think it's the difference between licensing out and like selling the rights or something well, I think that I think I it's I don't even know how to get I think with this. Marvel it was just uh it was just like there was a clause. It was probably that, a more conditional thing. Like yeah. you're allowed to do this on television. Like you probably can't make a movie about the Flash show. <laughs> but why wouldn't you just as DC grab the Flash? Because wouldn't it make more sense like financially? Because then you would have people watching the Justice League who would want to watch the Flash show now. And then because... that's a different thing entirely. Yeah. Yeah, but then it's making more money for DC because then that means their property is still making more money. I imagine DC make. I imagine DC makes money off of the Flash show. Well, yeah, but I'm saying they can make more because then all the movie audiences would want to watch so the here, show. Oh, no, so I think I think I, I think I realized the difference here. That's important here. Yeah, Disney owns Marvel. Uh huh. Warner Brothers does not own DC. Ah, the people making the movie don't own the property in the first place. That's that's the problem. DC is like CW, Warner Brothers makes shit, whereas Disney and uh, Marvel are one company. Well, Warner Brothers, you need to get on that. So shit, like Warner Brothers apparently... can't be like, you can't make shows about this. We're making stuff about it. Like it's like no. You what is don't, Warner Brothers? What is Warner Brothers doing? Follow the Disney route. What does Warner Brothers own? They own literally jack crap. They can't. They own Bugs Bunny. They own Animaniacs. <laughs> yeah, they own Bugs Bunny and Animaniacs, those cartoons. No, they don't own Bugs Bunny. Doesn't it? No. That's Hanna-Barbera. They don't own Hanna-Barbera. I don't think that's... Act- no, you're wrong. What? You're very wrong. Looney Tunes? Yes. Or not Hanna-Barbera, I'm sorry. All of uh, Looney Tunes is not Hanna-Barbera. Oh, they do I'm own... I'm pretty sure it's WB. Yeah, I think right. it's always been WB. You're right, you're right, you're right. I literally associate right. like... Bugs Bunny opening up the fucking WB logo yeah. and eating a carrot and shit I like keep, that. I, God. Yeah. Bugs Bunny, I think, is their Mickey Mouse. It's somebody's Mickey Mouse. It's somebody, uh, <laughs> it's somebody's Mickey Mouse. Yeah. It's a weird sentence. My grandpa's on. Mickey Mouse, I guess. What a weird sentence to land on. So I've been watching a show. Well, no, I guess I didn't finish the original thought. Uh, so the problem here is if you just like if you just like the Flash, uh, it's in a cinematic universe. And yeah. They cross over. And it's 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 probably the same amount of infuriating as it is to read comics. Okay, like I like Jessica Jones, and like oh no, there was a crossover universe where they killed Jessica Jones or changed her character forever or deleted her storyline or some other shit, or like the equivalent of like I like Guardians of the Galaxy, and then like Gamora dies in a different movie or that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Spoiler alert, by the way. (laughs) In uh in uh in in the Flash. They'll establish characters that I enjoy. Like, they'll have uh, uh, Captain Cold, played by the guy from Prison Break. 
Yeah. And he's like, this guy's fun. He's cheesy as shit. He shows up like twice a season because he's like there. He's the, the ongoing. He's like the Vegeta of the show. Oh, the he's villain like turns. The, the antagonist yeah. is not enough of an antagonist to actually get stopped all the way. Or he always has an out to not get fully captured every yeah. episode. But he's yeah. also not fully evil enough to actually well, need to be the villain of the season. Technically, Vegeta started the trope just of. Because he's just uh, an asshole that steals things. So he just. St- so he's he's basically. Cap- uh, Captain Cold's like a train robber. In fact, I think he literally robs a train at one point. Cool. Like, he's that kind so of dude. He's, he's not uh, like, I'm going to blow up this entire city with a singularity. Like, he's what's her face? Um, Catwoman. Catwoman. Yeah. Where Catwoman show like, Catwoman's not a villain. Not, they're not important enough of a villain yeah, well, to be that important be, be, to stop. Well, because I think, yeah, because, like, Catwoman's they, motivation isn't to do anything bad. She just wants to steal shit. It's like, but she's not trying to, like... It's like that, like, chaotic good, chaotic neutral type character yeah. where it's like, they're, they're not doing good, they're not the good guy, but they're not evil. Yeah. Whereas there's a lot of evil people. There's people who are malicious in yeah. their, their uh like, their ventures, and then there's people who are just, like, doing a crime yeah and so yeah. what's really frustrating is you'll be watching like the flash and you'll just find out that like oh captain cole's dead now i'm like what what it's like oh yeah he died in season two of uh legends of tomorrow i'm like what but he was he's supposed to come back every season and be captain cold again what F- fuck you <laughs> what do you mean he did like a bunch of adventures on a less good show and died <laughs> 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 you killed him in a less good Cause, show cause out for, there you. for starters there is not the, for better or and worse, the, the CW shows don't have the homogeny that the Netflix they're shows not homo- do. They're not, homo- they're, they're not homogenized like the Netflix shows or especially the Marvel movies. Yeah. Where like they all have the same tone and feel. So like if you like some of them, you probably like the other ones. There's not somebody that's over re- that's overseeing all of it. Yeah. Clearly. Like I, I actively dislike the other shows, basically. That's understandable. Like I, I don't even know why I don't like Supergirl. I think it's just because it's Superman ultimately and i don't like anything about superman i don't like it because i don't care about the mundane day-to-days of Some, superman i care more about yeah. superman fighting like superman's not in that show it's just no, supergirl but, but, but it's, it's basically it's, superman because yeah. the it's the spinoff of superman and i'm like i just don't but supergirl's about care about that i don't something there's something too pure and too vanilla about the concept of superman yeah that i don't want to watch like I, I watched a couple episodes of supergirl and i was just like i don't want to I feel but like, like Arrow, think... but fucking Arrow was the most melodramatic, like oh, tedious yeah. ass show, and I, like I can't deal. It's the full opposite, and like Flash is in the middle, like it has Flash all this candy, but has drama. You're gonna like, but... time travel to hop dimensions to fight a gorilla city in that show, but also it's hey, gonna man. have like genuine emotional moments with characters, like especially since like the uh, Flash's surrogate dad is played by an actor that's like so sincere that you're just like oh the show has a puppy <laughs> what, what is the it's it's gorilla grod gorilla grod there yeah you know. or then gorilla city yeah he well yeah. he's the the a reoccurring villain he's like the president or the dictator of gorilla city i don't know there's the an arc is. where they they arrive in gorilla city and grod is there but he's not the leader and and it's oh, like that's kind of funny and like the whole thing about flash arriving there in the first place is actually grod's uh plan to to stage a coup so he's trying to stop the coup from happening no grod is creating and it is his plan is to create a confrontation between the leader and flash so that oh. he can become the leader like the, huh, that's the, fun what's fun about flash is every single story arc is some villain's plan 
And the like, flash just gets caught up, and in. he always he's always falling for it. Nice, perfect. <laughs> like there's always like some like my machinations remain undetected. <laughs> like that kind of shit's happening. Like Gorilla Grodd's a fun like, after character. Three, though. After three seasons of the primary villain being an, a speedster three times in a row, the fourth season is like Brainiac or something. It's a guy in a floating chair that uh, that thinks too far ahead, and like and like is and everything you do is like his secret plan. Is he a robot? No, he's, he's a, not Brainiac. I don't know what his name is, but he's some guy. He's a brain guy, and he's in a floating chair. Like they have, they have a tendency. Are you to talking about like the be, guy from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Because like, are you talking about Krang? So what, <laughs> what, what, what happens is because it's live action. Yeah, there's a certain realism to everything that makes it harder to call everyone their superhero name all the time. Okay. So the show tends to call people by their name. That's unfortunate. Which makes it harder for me to tell you which super villain yeah. it is. It's a little bit like that one. It's like the time with not as severe, but it's like the time in Civil War where the, they revealed who the like it was Nemo was the villain. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like yeah. Captain Nemo uh, or something, and you, and you're like, who? And then you look at pictures of him. It's some guy in spandex and shit, yeah. like they always are. I think it's Captain Nero. Yeah. So it's like it's like that a little bit, except they do do the they still do the wacky shit. But they tend to call them the person's name in a lot of cases. Yeah. And at most, Cisco, the, the running gag is that Cisco names every character on the show. Okay. Like he like he like he, he just takes pride in coming up with dumb slogans and names for everything. And everybody but, just but, accepts but, And of course, what he's doing is he's just saying the name of what he what he's doing is he's basically looking at the audience and telling you what character from the comics it is. Yeah. And that's often the only time you'll hear that name. Like Flash is the Flash, and like a bunch of other characters have like Captain Cold and stuff like that reoccur. But plenty of, but even then, like they always call him Snart because Leonard Snart is his name. Why? Because they know who he is. Well, I know, <laughs> but it's really weird to do that. Yeah, it's like, just a even recurring from a thing. Comic book standpoint, it'd be really weird if it was like, "Hey, Clark Kent, how you doing?" It's like it, no, it no, sets no, apart Superman. the people. It sets apart the personable people that you know versus the villains you don't know. Okay, because like for the first three seasons, there's a speedster you're fighting against. And they call them the speedster name because they don't know who that is. And that usually the identity of said speedster is the driving mystery of the whole season. Like Reverse Flash. Oh, yeah. Like first season, because they, they do an alternate timeline, I think that's different from the comics, which is that uh, in season one, Reverse Flash kills Barry Allen's mom when he's a child. What? And his father goes to jail for the murder. So uh, Flash grows up in uh, the household of what eventually becomes his love interest. As like the adopted the adopted son of, of of her father, and so the whole season one is trying to figure out who Reverse Flash was and and prove that the father's innocent and everything. What? Yeah, the fuck. Like they do different entire makes things with no it. sense. How the <laughs> fuck? Why would wait? Why would you go back in time to do that? Wouldn't you go back in time to stop Barry from or to stop Barry from existing? That was I think that was the attempt. How do you fail the attempt? I, th I think they I think that the the direction they went with it eventually was that actually Barry Allen was that went back to stop that him in the first place. <laughs> it gets really convoluted. There's a whole timeline. Uh, Wait, in this timeline, Flashpoint is created because Barry Allen finally is fed up after multiple seasons of all the shit going on in his life. So he goes all the way back in time to stop his mom's murder. And then Flashpoint is created because he's like fragmenting timelines and ruining everything. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's the motivation for it. How? What? Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It's fun. But it's very frustrating to have like, I like that character. Oh, he died off camera, apparently, in somebody else's show. I'm like, but that show's bad. I'm I not going to watch, watch that, that show. show. <laughs> no, and it happened again. What? It happened again. Uh, they twice? killed. They killed Captain Colt and they killed the nuclear guy. 
And I'm like, I'm like, you fucks. I would be so mad. So they do two things. It's it's here's what's rough. They do two separate things. One, all the side characters go off into Legends of Tomorrow eventually to get killed, I guess. Uh, like apparently. But the other thing they do is they do a crossover event between all of their shows uh, every year. Uh, oh, great. So every year they will do a thing and it's only designed for television it's not designed for the way i watch it which is netflix yeah it's like it's designed for you to watch it via television it's like it's a special event tonight so that's where i get i guess it must be arrow and supergirl and the flash must be all airing back to back on whatever night they're on oh no so each so what they do is they do a they do a three episode crossover oh god and you have and so if you have you're, to watch all three yes. of the different shows just so you can know they'll have the like a big crisis on. that happens every season where all of them where everyone has to band together to stop the problem oh my and god. if you're watching the flash it'll be like crisis on nazi earth part three and i'm like what and you'll just like start the episode and they're just in a concentration camp in an alternate timeline where apparently the leader of the nazis is is green arrow and like all the shit's ever like it's the, like those it, those evil universes where everyone has an analog doppelganger that's evil and stuff like that okay and and, you, and and you'll see like a character you care about die and you're like i don't even know how they got here and it's and it's even more confusing because you'll have Supergirl characters and Arrow characters and Legends of Tomorrow characters, which some of them are new, and you'll have Flash characters all in one timeline. And I'm like, <sighs> it sounds like a terrible idea that should never have been done more <laughs> I just than once. I want to go back to the show, but this isn't the worst decision I've seen in television lately. Because I was I was segueing towards that, which is that uh, Fear the Walking Dead this season. Mm -hmm. managed to make the worst season of any walking dead season so far congrats and there's like 12 now isn't this his last season too no when's rick leaving? oh you're thinking about rick no i'm yeah. thinking of fear the walking dead's the spinoff show so i think we talked about this a little bit before which is they did a bad right they, they took did, like they, there's like a group of people i think a, i think a, i think a few episodes ago we talked about this because it was starting and i was mad about the, what they did yeah but now the they finished the mid-season finale and i can talk about how fucked this is okay and it's the most fucked this is actually the most frustrated i've been with television before that's impressive i'm like actually mad about what they did and that doesn't usually happen usually i'm like oh the show kind of sucks now Whatever. yeah this is like this is like infuriating so so walking dead is now eight, eight, there are now eight seasons in they're about to the big time jump that happens in the comics it's largely following the comics but also deviating whenever the fuck they feel like and making a mess of things which whatever i yeah. talked about before they did a spinoff show called fear the walking dead and it's all new it's just it's like which is blank. good yeah because that's what needs to happen like my issue for longest time with the walking dead show is that whenever they adapt the comics and try to recreate scenes from the comics they always fuck it up yeah but whenever they make up new shit they actually do a good job and fun shit happens in the yeah. show and fear the walking dead is all new so i'm like yeah it's cool it's a good idea and it also does what the it also does what walking dead never did which is it starts during the outbreak instead of after the outbreak oh uh, okay because in fear the in walking dead rick wakes up from a coma yep after being shot doing police work okay so like he wakes up in the hospital and in, and he it's basically like uh the, 28 days later where the guy wakes up it's and like 28 like, days oh, that's weird it's like 28 days gone. later and resident evil movies yeah the ending of one slash beginning of two where she just wakes up in the hospital yeah, and, and everything's already fucked everything's fucked but yeah. no one's around for some reason like you're just like all right good like that's how walking dead started and like both comics and show uh but the game with lee starts during the outbreak because they're like they're like he's being remember he, in, the, in the game he's like being arrested yeah yeah and then like what the fuck's that and then oh no zombies uh fear the walking dead does that like it's mid outbreak and it goes on it's starting from day one and like 
I, I'm convinced the entire first season is already over timeline wise of, of Fear the Walking Dead before Rick even wakes up in, at the beginning of the original show. That's cool. That's how fast like every like there was multiple you would have multiple episodes of Fear the Walking Dead taking place over the course of one day. That's how like tight the time scale was of the outbreak and the over, and the development of the storyline. It's God like damn. it's it was it's a break from like fucking Walking Dead where they're like we live in an outpost and I don't know this episode takes place over the course of a week. Like yeah. we're farming now and stuff like that. Yeah, that but was... like Fear the Walking Dead is just fucking brutal. Like characters just die every three episodes seemingly. Like main seemingly main characters. You're like oh they got that lady from more just the new black. She's gone. <laughs> I th- I guess you, you got to go back you, to the season. You would think that being a family with the main characters meant they were safe. No, not even for like a few episodes. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, good, though. Characters just dropping dead that's, constantly. I mean, that's kind of what chaos. you would want. Because yeah. that was a problem that I feel like Walking Dead had was because yeah. they're so constrained on who they can kill. Mm-hmm. But now they're in a Game of Thrones thing where it's like, ha-ha! It's a lot of fun. You don't know who's safe. Every few episodes, yeah. another character dies. They keep changing locations. Everything's yeah. going to shit. It the, sounds like... At one point, they just fucking go out to sea on a boat because they don't know how to live on land anymore. And just like, fuck it. We'll just try to go to a different country via the ocean. And they, I think what? they I think they went in a boat and went to Mexico. They're, like, they're like, fuck it. We're getting out of here because LA, LA is too dangerous. And uh, they just keep crossing borders and going around everywhere. It's like it's been a fun ride of just chaos. And at least a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of fun situations. Like in season three, they had one of my favorite zombie scenarios I've seen on TV recently, which is that uh, a ju- they have an, the recurring concept of a horde yeah. in zombie shows, especially Walking Dead. Is like they have the, in Walking Dead, the zombies are so stupid and so driven by noise and also just will have, have like herd mentality that when they're in a large enough area and they just see each other and noise, they just kind of tend to coalesce into a, like a wrecking ball that fucks your society. And, in rock in in th- season three they made the mistake of inhabiting a valley mm. and so i'm like oh shit the horde hits the valley and it's like they're just gonna walk directly into your community which is why i said during our state of decay playthrough is why i said let's play let's let's live in the plateau because <laughs> yeah. one of the options was valley and i'm like i've seen that <laughs> i've seen how valley turns out we're not living in the valley in the in state of decay spoiler alert most of the place we played at was just a valley <laughs> yeah it basically was just a valley anyway but like <laughs> there's like a mountain in the middle so they're like, that's a plateau so the horde fucks their society they lock themselves in and they're they're in a bunker and it's like an okay. airtight bunker so now we became cloverfield and their their fucking air supply they realize the fans are off they're like oh. oh shit we don't have an air supply coming in and they gotta deal with like all right who was bitten during the outbreak they then they, they want people to volunteer themselves for that Fix. whoever whoever was bitten so they can so they can execute them because they re- they figured out how much time they have air wise, and they realized they're not gonna have time to fix the air supply in time, and they can't get out because the hordes outside. So they want to execute all the people who were infected, so that they don't use up the air when they're gonna die anyway. But then that's not enough. So now it's now it's even worse. Like okay, who's sick? Who's old? Like this that like it keeps like it's what? the situation keeps getting the worse. The chopping block is just never gonna be better. It it's, would be it's more. A, it's exactly that thing where they're trying to figure out that shit. It would be more advantageous to just fix the damn thing. Well, they're trying to fix it, and they're trying to buy time while everyone's on the verge of uh, risk of dying. And as this keeps ex escalating fi- like it's, we still hit the problem where like even after they finally fix the problem it's still like the last second while everyone's on the verge of dying like they're in the, the, the there's the two people in the tube that are like fixing the problem and everyone else is just fucking unconscious and like a bunch of the characters of people you met there's some of the people that helped with the whole like decision making process some people that volunteered themselves and yeah. various other things that happened and this great horrifying scenario happens which is that in the walking dead you don't have to get bit to be in a zombie it's just part if you, of the air, if you, right? die, if you just die, if you die, you become a zombie. It's yeah. just that the bite is is lethal. 
So the the the, well, the, the bite, bite the bite creates a lethal infection that will make you die. I was gonna say the bite just creates like then, a, yeah. an infection. And via dying, you become yeah. you become walking. There's dead. like something in the air that turns people into zombies or some bullshit. So what you have is the situation where everyone's unconscious in the bunker. But you don't know who died. Via lack of, it. of air, and you don't know who died of lack of <laughs> air. And one of the issues is some of the people who have died and turned are waking up first. Well, yeah, because so like the dead. Zo- yeah the zombies are getting up while other people are unconscious and they're just feeding on unconscious people and things. Wow. And you just have the, one of the main characters wake up in the middle of this, of just this utter chaos situation where they're like, they're not even strong enough to stand and they're trying to like claw their way away from like just this fucking hellscape of things happening. I'm like, this is fun. This is fun. This is what happens when you have writers creating an idea yeah. for a fun episode and everything. And they fucked it. They fucked it straight to hell. How? So season three ends with a confrontation between two factions on a dam. Okay. And one of the characters sort of sacrifices themselves by blowing up the dam while they're on it and the enemies are on it very solo-esque yeah they're doing a thing where they're like i'll blow it up like so that he's like he's like he's like gambling to like let his his family escape on a boat yeah long enough and then he was gonna blow it up but then he he ultimately has to like i think he ultimately they call his bluff and he does blow it up uh so but he, his family's not far enough away so they didn't call his bluff because like yeah because he wasn't bluffing they, they, he was gonna blow the fucking thing they, up. They, well they, they called his bluff because the family was uh, was uh, was upstream from the dam yeah and they're trying to get away and they weren't far enough away and like you won't blow the dam because you'll kill your family they blew the dam and so like the dam collapses his family is in the boat and they're swept through they're swept through you won't you and you don't know what happened to nick the guy that blew it up you don't know what happened to the family on the boat all you do is just see madison the arguable rick main character of the show wake up on like the side of a canal uh like clawing her way out of the water and shit alone and that's the cliffhanger for the season you're like oh shit who survived what people are coming back next season who's you can see like it's a fun ending yeah and you want to see where it's going to go and that's this is where they fucked it. The next season, and I'm spoiling the shit because the show's not even worth watching anymore because of how much they fucked it up. Jesus, wow, that's a really that's I mean that's a bold so, statement to make. Walking Dead had a character named Morgan. Okay, and this Freeman? this 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 fuck. Uh, he's the guy from the first episode that that Rick encounters in yeah. the very first episode, and then he disappears for the longest time, and he keeps reoccurring and coming coming in and out of the show. The and more the already over of the time. Walking Dead world. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not evil necessarily. No, but he just but shows like, up. And he's like, "Hell, it's me!" Yeah, again. And it's you, like you kind of have check-ins with the Morgan where he comes back again. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, "Oh, Morgan's back." Uh, I think by now he's probably dead in the comic, but in the show he's still around, and they made him like practically a main character, and he's really insufferable because he's like a monk or something. So he keeps going back and forth between like being like Zen and it doesn't have to be this way and stuff like that and trying to talk people out of ever being violent. But then like so, then he loses someone he really cares about and then he's like violently psychopathic crazy and like goes okay. back and forth between that. Uh, they decided, I guess, that Fear the Walking Dead wasn't getting enough views or something. So what they did is they took Morgan and he was shaken by what happened in Walking Dead recently. So he leaves and everyone says goodbye to him and he takes off. He walks across the country to the setting of Fear the Walking Dead. Okay. Carry on. And he becomes the main character, basically. Oh, good. So he walked a thousand miles and became the character of a new show. So here's the first massive problem. Yes. Because a character just switching shows isn't a huge problem. Wait, how does it work in time? In fact, I've always kind of wondered if... How does this work in the timeline? Like, in particular, I've always hoped, like, hey, if they ever kill Fear the Walking Dead off, maybe those characters will just show up in Walking Dead or something, right? Yeah. Uh, here's the, that you, you've, you've zeroed in on the problem here. Okay. Which is that I'm pretty sure all of Walking Dead Season 1 
uh, uh, well, Fear the Walking Dead season one takes place before Walking Dead season one. That's how fast it happens. Yeah. And consistently that show is rapid fire events happening and people constantly dying and it's just a fucking mess. And Walking Dead is a slow ass show. And Walking Dead, not only are they eight seasons in, so they already have twice as many, uh, almost three times as many seasons, actually, if you compare three to eight, like it's a huge gap. Yeah. Uh, but also they have multiple storylines of like season two was the farm season three and four was the prison and seasons uh, six and seven and eight have been Alexandria. Like they've been living in safe locations. It's been that are inherently full of like time skips. No, no, yeah, I was gonna say it's been like years, hasn't it? Yes, it has probably been like two years. OK, yeah, that's why Morgan thought. just leaves and goes to fear the walking dead. A show I'm pretty sure is like three months into existence. So. It fast forwards to Morgan's arrival. Wait, she was unconscious for three years outside <laughs> of a riverbed. That's so, like so what a the lot. show does? They fast forward to Morgan's arrival. The first thing they do is they have Morgan. The first episode is just Morgan meeting some cowboy dude. I'm like, oh great, we have two new main characters. Oh good. Uh, and it's a whole episode of them hanging out and meeting each other and dealing with shit, and not a single sighting until the final shot of the entire episode of any of the characters you know. Okay. And you're like, and immediately you're like, oh shit! So, so it's like it's all of the characters minus one in one location, just together. Great, uh, and it's it's slightly interesting that the that the Fear the Walking Dead characters are framed like the antagonists because they're they uh, they do the thing where they like they have somebody on the road being like, oh help me, what's wrong? Like, and you're like, oh what's wrong, little girl? And then and then it's like, haha, we got you. Yeah, like like stopping a caravan that way, and that's how the, the first episode ends. But immediately you're like, the fuck. It's the same exact people from season three, but it's been like a year and a half and they've lost people like every fucking four days. It's felt like like they can't stop dying. The Like that cast of people is only like three of the people from the beginning of the show. Yeah. And a bunch of other people are all swapped out random people that have come in and out over time. And it's like you're going to tell me that after the most chaotic show ever, just a year and a half passes where nothing interesting happens. And they're just fine. I mean, maybe they just finally find a place they can just hide in for a year. But it gets worse. Oh, it does. Good. Because at this point, the main characters are... So you've got Strand, which is the black dude that owns the boat from season one. That led to them having that plan. Then you have... You have Madison, Alicia, and Nick. So it's the mother and the two children. Okay. That they've survived all this. They have all their... Their... was it their step the stepmother died her son died their father died like every other character in the family is dead at this point it's just down to these three left and what they they did they do something really insufferable here the whole show is split between modern timeline and past timeline and they're cutting back and forth between what's happening right now with morgan and flashbacks that explain what's happened recently with them and the entire time because they're afraid you'll be confused. They put a fucking color grading on the screen mm. based on what timeline it is. Oh, good. See, the whole she- this whole season is either like weirdly saturated or poopy or poopy colored all the time. The entire season always has a color grading on it because they have, because they're afraid you won't be able to tell based on the characters on screen what timeline you're and in. Why did you moment. do it? It's 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 <laughs> like that. That's a question you should ask yourself. How are the audiences going to know? Well, they won't. Then let's not do it. But they they immediately kill Nick at the beginning of the uh, at the beginning of the season. Okay. And then over the course of the entire thing, they finally reveal via flashbacks that also Madison died in the flashbacks. So out of the main characters. They're down to just Alicia and Strand, 
and then everyone else is just new people they made up for this season <laughs> for the time skip and it's like they literally just like they they the, the, the stuff i said about ship, the ship of Thessia stuff i said about walking dead is happening here basically but so fast and so forced that it's like not even a show anymore that's impressive and the whole show culminates in a big fight between these people and one of the people that was from their group that's also a new character they made up but they're from the flashbacks so they're they're made up but they're from the flashbacks and they felt betrayed by this person and the whole betrayal that they're trying to kill them over turns out to just be a misunderstanding and it was over nothing good anime so the conflict was just fake the entire season and it's like holy shit how did they they literally just ripped all the organs out of the show and and just made a different show and just hoped that everyone so the show just became a zombie i looked at the subreddit and everyone's furious oh i would imagine because they did the equivalent of killing rick and carl in one season while just replacing them with new main characters that you're supposed to like better you're supposed to like better. These guys are known. You it, like it'd be them, like right? as if in Devil May Cry Four when they added Nero, they also killed Dante. It's like oh now God. you have to deal with Nero. He's the only one. Fuck you. Or yeah, if, that or were, if like killed Snake. Yeah, to I was gonna him. say if they killed Snake, they just ki- were like yeah. Raiden's the new Metal Gear. Yeah, it's like what? Like they what? did that full on. Oh my God! What? But, where? How did this get approved? This wouldn't this be like clearly caught so as a bad idea? Fucked. But it, and it gets even worse. How the entire show. The entire season is about a villain that I cannot articulate the motivation of. So you have no idea why he's bad? He just is bad? So Madison and their group... know why he's doing anything he's doing? We're supposed to believe that in this year and a half, Madison and and their group took over like a baseball stadium as being their new camp they're going to have as their base. Yeah. And they're going to fill it and they're going to keep inviting people in and like try to build a community and stuff, which is like, sure, that's a whatever. That's a very common plot line throughout this universe. Uh, Throughout most universes with zombies. Yeah. Yeah. You try to create a community to save the world. They're going to try farming and shit like that. Yeah. These guys show up in a caravan of RVs outside called the vultures. And they're like, there's like your community is going to fail and we're going to be here to pick up what remains. And it's like they're just they're just gonna that's just their claim as they go from community to community and watch them collapse and then profit of that somehow. Should they just kill them? And they're being weird. what if they just kill the vulture? And what's <laughs> weird is they're being weirdly threatening and they're just they're just camping outside the front door the entire season, just sitting there. And I'm like, how are you guys always safe if you never have shelter? You're always just in RVs. I was gonna say like, like wait, what? How are you? And also, aren't you guys... Also, aren't they at risk if zombies came and just flooded the place? And they're claiming that all communities just fail no matter what. And they're just antagonizing them nonstop. And they seem to act like they have a vested interest in this community specifically failing. Like, it's so important to them for some reason the communities fail just to prove them right or something. (laughs) But, like, I can't... And the... The fucking internet commenter version of zombie survival. Like I I watched this for an entire season and I've read people. I've actually read people try to talk about it too. Just try to make sense of the villain at all. Because I can't figure out what their plan is or how it works. I think they want the, they keep pressuring the community to just leave. They want the land, but like they don't want the land because they don't take the land. What the fuck do they want? If the people leave, they're going to take all their shit, right? Like if you, leave, you mean the land? Because aren't they just going to take the shit with them when they leave? That's what I mean. Yeah, it's like if you leave, you're going to take all your shit with you, right? Yeah. But also, if the community dies out from lack of resources, which is what they seem to say is going to happen, then they ate all the resources. Like if they starve out, that means they ate everything. Maybe they eat people. I'm like, I'm I literally don't know. like, after like what the fuck? I watched a whole season of the show where that's the antagonist group of the entire season, and like I can't tell what their plan is or what they do. This is like Mad Max logic. 
And it's like they were like where it's not supposed to make sense. It's just supposed to be insane. I challenge people to explain in the comics comments that they watched the season what the fuck they think the vultures even are or how they function or how they work ever. And also they claim that all communities fail, but they're a community. No, they're not. They just don't have a house. They're birds. (laughs) They're just they're like they're they're just like uh, they're just migrant. Like, what do you call it? Uh, What migrants? Is migrant even the right thing to call it? It's like uh, yeah, people who tr- oh, nomads. Nomads. That's the word I was thinking of. They're just a nomadic community, <laughs> which is just less safe. <laughs> and also, everyone's a nomadic community because every society in Walking Dead all have cars. Yeah, like uh, much like the nomadic community that they are. If uh, really, if they had to leave their society, they could just get in all the cars and leave. They just don't have the part where they have walls, and they're like, we're better for some reason, and. They never become more coherent as the show goes on. Good. And then they eventually die out. And it's like, what the fuck was that? The vultures die out? What happens is eventually, eventually zombies take out the community at the, at the, uh, at the baseball stadium. Yeah. As would happen in a zombie apocalypse. And the vultures, they blame the vultures for that. And they hunt down the vultures to kill them all. Basically. I would be surprised that that happened. <laughs> like, How could you think the antagonizing <laughs> assholes who camped outside of your fucking house for like a month. Aren't the reason that your shit went to hell. It was. I, Did they not think anybody would come after them? Like what? What is this? What do you want? I, what, I would. I'm mad I, and I don't even watch it. What the fuck? Vulture, why would you sit out in front you, of someone's you would, house? You would think they would literally just like mark down on a map where all the communities are and then just check every week or so to see if, yeah. they, see if they died yet if that that's seems their goal more reasonable. but they just like they're like warriors come out and play but they don't fight they just are like just waiting for them to die and it's like were they shocked that people came after them to kill them i don't even know for the things that they have which might be the reason a community would fail is because and, they don't when, have resources and, which you have you're camped outside and, of their and, fucking and, base and when the community fails due to a horde the entire horde, like the whole base, gets flooded with zombies, and they, and then they lock the door. Like and, and the zombies are all full of that place, so nobody can scavenge anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it was all for nothing. And I'm just like, what is the plot? I just I think I they're this. literally just Mad Max villains. They're just insane I, people who think they have a good plan, but really the plan is just I anarchy. Hate it. That's impressively bad. It was writing. the weirdest thing where like Walking Dead is always bad when they adapt a comic and good when they make new shit up. And this one became bad whenever they try to make sense of the previous show they're just fucking parasiting onto. Yeah. And actually better whenever they were just making shit up. Cause like So the goal here is to just stop. Because like they like, made the new, stop they, caring they made, about Walking Dead. Because they had the main characters, which are a, a colorful enough cast of like they have the weird monk guy, Morgan, who fights with the staff. And he's and he, and he goes across around with the fucking he a Diablo character. He's got a, he's got a goddamn like pacifism book in his back pocket and shit like that, and tries not to ever hurt people. Then you have the trick shooter. It was a guy that used to work at like like the the like cowboy equivalent of medieval knights. Oh, he okay. Do trick shooting and shit like that, or like a rodeo or some shit. And so he's that's a pretty good way to survive fun, this that's, fucking that's apocalypse. A fun character. He's a trick shooter, and he, you'll see him like he'll save people with like really outlandish, like, yeah. like impossible shots. That sounds like fun. That. He's a fun character. And you have the lady that there's a lady that he like he takes in and, and saves at one point. You see a flashbacks, a whole episode of flashback of their story where like 
he encounters her she's wounded he nurses her back to health and like she doesn't trust him at first but they kind of grow to trust each other and like whatever tropes you know you know it's a fun yeah. it's just an episode of developing those characters and then all of these people meet this one lady who's this like renegade like th- this is the most comic booky version of this story actually okay like, this is the this, these are weird comic book characters in a, in a television show where the rest of the show isn't uh this lady is a reporter that goes around in like a a PMC or an AMC or whatever it's called, like the the big hulking armored car. Oh yeah, she drives PMC, around. One, yeah, she drives. She drives around in a PMC. And she has a mounted gun inside of it, and she her only goal is to document the apocalypse, like like a like a like World War Z, the the book version. Okay, so, yeah. So like she, what she does, she encounters survivors and she trades resources with them for their story. So she'll fi- she'll, huh. she'll interview them and film them and and ask them the difficult questions about what they've done to survive and everything like that. And she'll give them food and they'll go on their merry way. And like that's her character. That's I'm interesting. Like, These are like four like pretty all right characters. Yeah. Why don't they have their own show? They do. <laughs> they just like they're just like eh, 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 we're gonna kill everything about this show that's three seasons in just so everyone's mad. Because all these new people aren't going to want to watch the show because they fucking don't know what happened last three seasons. And the way the shows work, you'd assume that's important. Yeah. And everyone that's watched the show that cares about it is like they killed everybody and murdered the storyline and jumped forward for uh, 16 months or whatever the fuck. Just to add a bunch of other characters which could have just had their own show. And they just fucked everything. I think I think they just don't a, know. I don't think the network knows what to do anymore. I think they like every time it gets this to is a, the, this is the network that had that brought us uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. But I think they don't like. I did, I don't think they had like, like the the authority over it as much as they has do. Has their Walking success Dead. been on accident? Yes. Like they must have just had success ac- accidental success. Let me ask you a question. A very important question. It's like the time where what the fuck did that come? What did AMC ever did fucking you, do before Breaking Bad? They just aired movies. That's all they did. They I were wonder, the American movie company. Why was that? I mean, channel. Uh, by the way, because they suck. This isn't the first time they fucked everything up either. And what a show? Walking, Walking Dead was a sick was praised as being such a solid six episode like cool well paced yeah. uh, season. Season two, they're like. Now make 16 episodes with half the money. Yeah. And then they, and then also they ripped out the director because the director was like, this is a bad idea. And they're like, you're gone. Here's new director. And what made things even worse is one of the, not, not only that, what, that director what, was the only reason half of that cast were there because yeah. he knows all those people personally. Exactly. Did you see the YMS? Yeah. YMS about this? Yeah. Basically? Yeah. Like they, they had this thing where, where they, he's like, what kind of asshole would yeah. like rip out the director who made your show successful? So like the, the this set the precedent for the idea that everyone's going to die at different points in the story than the comics for Walking yeah. Dead is because when they ripped out the director, the director, it, it was the director that worked with all these people before. I think he was the director of like, she, uh, like shield, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like all these actors from Shield are in Walking Dead, but then they ripped him out. We worked like, on a bunch of so stuff. So suddenly, all these people just wanted the, their characters to die so they can get off this show. Yeah, because <laughs> their director's not even running it anymore, and it's just some assholes. And, and that's when you get the whole season where it's thirteen episodes of sitting on a farm and nothing's happening, and they don't have any budget. And they're just and that's the Carl go back in the house season where Carl keeps leaving the house and fucking things up over and over again. <laughs> it's just like they fucked up so bad. Like that, like everyone this is why I don't watch. This is why I don't watch American television. I want to point out that that show had John Bernthal, and I'm pretty sure he want he he requested to be killed off because of how bad that season was being handled. You guys could have kept John Bernthal, the guy. You know who that is? Yeah, yeah. He's a good actor. He is. He's a good one to have on the show. He dies in the third issue of the comic, which they didn't stick with. They kept him around for season two, and then they could have had him for way longer. But they're like, let's kill off the best actor on the show. 
And then they did that three more times. <laughs> and now we have what's left. <laughs> Which is Rick. Yeah. Rick, the guy that was like from Love Actually that has the postcards yeah. at, the, at the door. And that's the only time I've ever seen him ever. I, I don't think I've seen him <laughs> in anything else either. As being the postcard guy. And he's leaving the show now. And Rick's not dead in the comics, so have fun with that. I think, I, I bet you it's going to be like a, I'm going to leave, like a Superman thing, like, goodbye Earth, and then just like leaves kind of thing, where he doesn't, he doesn't die, but he just uh, kind of like flies away, and you, you'll, he'll come back 20 years done, later. They pull so many fucking irritating mo- moves like I said, so many this times. Is, this is why I fucking hate American television. Did I tell you about the fake out de- death of Glenn? Yes. Where like he like he like falls off a dumpster and like there's people like yeah and he's like he plays like underneath there's like gory stuff happening but there's another body on top of him and you can't tell what's happening and they cut away and this episode ends but he gets under the dumpster and then you don't see what happened to him for like four more episodes yeah and they're like this is the most shameless garbage way to force your people to keep watching basically like the episode after Glenn's supposed death was a ninety minute episode that was about Morgan's backstory. Oh, good time. Like a made-for-TV movie about Morgan, what he did between times you saw him, basically. Good. Up until now, and shit like that. And then also, when they did the Negan kill, the big moment. Yeah. The moment that divided everyone, it's like, the, the, like the, I think the slogan people have for about, uh, the slogan people have about the Walking Dead comic is the idea that, like, Negan's gonna kill your favorite character, then become your favorite character, is basically what happened over the course of the next 80, 80 issues, basically. Yeah. Uh, they do that in the show and they do it from first person from the guy who got beat to death. And so you don't see who it is. And yeah. then the season ended and they're like, see you next year. It's like, just, you just neutered the big scene. By yeah. Making it a shameless, like cliffhanger, cliffhanger garbage thing. Get people to come back. And it's like, fuck. It's funny because we live in a time where that doesn't work anymore, but it still happens because the internet exists and Twitter tells you immediately who yeah. it was that died so you don't as a person that's watching you're like well that was a shitty ending you don't have to watch anymore just yells the, the comic yeah. book spoiler at you yes <laughs> and you could go like oh well i guess i don't have to watch anymore and so yeah. like it's it's baffling why you keep making these same oh, mistakes there was, there was a really bad one in, in walking dead like seasons five or six or something where they the facebook page for walking dead the official one run by their company and everything yeah. was like oh man let's all talk about how sad it was that beth died and it was like it hasn't aired in the west coast yet you fucks <laughs> like they were saying it to, they were saying it before it even finished airing in the united states you can across the country schedule a post on facebook <laughs> you they, fuck you were, were like spoiling character deaths oh on the east coast God. i would be so fucking and, and this is again keith what did AMC do before fucking Breaking Bad? Nothing, because they were a shit company. They, they just, got lucky. They just stumbled into Breaking Bad and Walking Dead, and, no, and they've they just been fucking it they up. They didn't stumble into anything. They got fortunate that everyone else said Breaking Bad was a shit show and was never going to do well, uh, I think, and yeah. they were the only ones who picked the fucking we're thing in, up. Weren't both Breaking Bad and Walking Dead re- rejected by HBO? Yes. And they became like, the, we picked up rejected HBO shows yes. that better than HBO shows. Yes. That's uh, the only well, reason. Breaking Bad. That's <laughs> not, the, not Walking Dead. No, but that's <laughs> but that's the only reason. Walking Dead better than HBO. That's the only reason why AMC has that shit is yeah. because otherwise, who would go to fucking AMC for a show? Mm-hmm. They're gar- go to Hulu. Like you could go to Hulu or Netflix before you go to AMC. My God. I just watched. Like, I just watched that thing and like, well, hey, Lulu wasn't even around yet. No, well, you know what I'm yeah. saying. But like, at this point in time, like, if you're making a show, you wouldn't you, even now. You Everyone's would never just go, go to Netflix it. now. Well, yeah. Like, well, Nef- well, you know, the joke. Netflix was a yeah, anything. Just, just don't go over budget to get canceled, like Sensei. Thank goodness. Got canceled. I am glad. After you've explained that to me, I'm. I think it deserved it. 
because that is the stupidest shit I've ever heard, and I will not forget that. Right, that's that. where this whole discussion started, wasn't it? Yeah. But, like, it was just so rough watching Walking Dead and, like, enjoying it for a while, then watching it decay, like, watching it have a couple bad seasons, then a great season, then watching it just decay for another four seasons, and be like, well, at least there's a spinoff that's pretty good. And they're like, what if we fucked that one? <laughs> it was like, you just had to let it do what it was doing. It was great. Yeah. It was pretty self-sustaining. You just had to continue in that direction. Yeah, You just couldn't let it happen. That's how it works, to, man. It would have been better off being canceled. In that's, fact, its ending would be better for being canceled than doing oh, what they did. I mean, that's how I felt. Like, I felt that same way about Bleach. Yeah. Where it was the whole, like, after... Right, I, this whole conversation was fucking started by the He-Man meme, wasn't yeah. it? I, after, after, I would say <laughs> probably after, like, the seventh, seventh arc in Bleach, I was just like, please... Please, please let just, it die. Just please stop it. Please kill it. And, and then they were like, okay, we're going to do the final arc. I was like, oh, we're going to have... It's like, it's going to be three years. Oh, uh, no, that's a lot. You can't make a three-year finale. He's like, you're right. It'll be five instead. I was like, you f- kill yourself, you fucking asshole. He's like, he had the balls to do that where he's like, finales he announced get, it. Finales get confusing. It doesn't get confusing. A finale is one shot. You get one shot. Or, or you fuck it up. Even that's, if that's, you fuck it up, what, uh, it's one time. You get the one that's, arc. That's weirdly what's happening right now with, uh, was it Team Four Star? Yeah. They're can- they're canceling Dragon Ball Z Abridged, and it's going to end on episode 60, but it's going to be a three-part episode? I'm like, that's just three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> why are you calling it that? I don't understand. Get that extra revenue. Why are you calling it? But, like, why isn't it just three episodes? Because if you get if you split into three parts, and you ha- then people are forced to watch the finale in three parts, which means you get more revenue because there's three videos they have to watch rather than one long video as if people but people already know what happened in, in, in dragon ball z <laughs> like well, well yeah but they don't know what happened in team four star because it's funny uh, and lulz jk i don't it's so weird i'm glad they're ending it though um i like the show it's fine but like at some point i like every time i watch it i get it gets to like, the point where i'm like okay well you realize that dragon ball also had the problem of just like being gone for forever. too long yeah. like it, it does get monotonous after a while where it's mm-hmm. like Oh no, is it gonna be a thing where Vegeta gets beaten and then Goku shows up and beats the person? I hope not. And it's like, oh no, Vegeta just got beaten. I wonder what oh that there that there, there's Goku. You'd have the trap of making the same jokes again. Yes. Because they do do those jokes they about like do, Vegeta the, being yeah. like just the guy that loses first so that Goku can win. Yeah, and like and those jokes will or, and, or just fantastic lines like power levels are bullshit. And it's not to say that Team Four Star aren't funny people. It's just you have to fall into the same trap because mm-hmm. the show itself is built that way. So like when they you tr- can be not funny people though. Well, they can. You know what's not funny? What is Final Fantasy VII abridged? They have an abridged Final Fantasy VII. Yes. How does that even they work? They have a series on Final Fantasy VII. Like the game? Yes. Like they just have gameplay going. It's just a full. It's like a full let's play that's Isn't edited. That a let's play. And they, well, they do like mouth flaps and stuff. Isn't like that just they, machinima? Kind of. <laughs> well, it is. It is sort that's of. That's just it machinima. Is, it is machinima in the way that. Almost like how their original show was kind of machinima too, because they're, they're they're just making new lines over the game. Well, I think machinima. Yeah, I guess that's true. And they're, and they're doing this the same minutes where like they can they actually animate the mouths with a little black like shape. How many cutscenes were there in seven? Not a lot. It's a lot of like literally the people standing and and, and they crop out the part of the screen that the text box box was on basically. And just do voice dialogue. That sounds really shitty quality. Why it's, would you make that? It's not. It's not great. It's definitely not as fun as watching Helsing abridged. Well, Helsing abridged is, really is a fun. show that has yeah. like scenes and characters doing like Final Fantasy VII has nothing 
really it's mostly combat is the game and then the mm-hmm. rest of the cutscenes are like i think that's cloud Shadow. i can't tell because pixels by the way if it looks like i'm melting it's because i am yeah it's currently 92 92 90, degrees in here 92 degrees welcome to summer it's great i didn't think about this when i made the podcast <laughs> we could have done it outside in winter we yes yeah, so the dog can start barking at us like we did before yeah it'd be fine. like he does during all of your vlogs and also the one time we podcasted in your backyard yeah remember that yeah there wasn't furniture back there back then no that was after we did the cake concert yes it was yeah yeah we did the weird sit and discuss podcast back in the day where we we're just sitting against your wall yeah and you were like selfie sticking or something I think so. We just yeah. sat there and talked for half an hour. It's like yeah. this is what podcasts are because your garage was too hot. I yeah, think. the garage was too hot. Now we've upgraded to your house being too hot. Well, that's because the AC bro- the AC's broken currently. Hooray. Yeah, we had a we had a rat that came in during the winter and it chewed through the vents uh, for the AC unit. So your AC is broken, broken. Uh, not broken, broken. It's just. Well, I mean, I guess, yeah, sure. I guess it's broken. <laughs> what do you mean not broken, well, cause broken? Because the, the HVAC unit, which is the part that produces the cold air, is not broken. Yeah. It's the, the tubing that's broken. Yeah. So when I turn the AC on, the air just goes into the attic, and it's like, well, thanks for heating up nothing. Mm-hmm. So, I and I have to replace those, but I I, I can't because the, the attic is, well, it's 92 in here right now. The attic is currently 10, t- or is, is always 10 to 15 degrees hotter than it is in the house. So I'm not going to go up there when it's 110 degrees and replace stuff. Do it. Um, do it. And I could do it later, except the only other time... Aren't I you can... usually awake in the middle of the night anyway? Yes, but the problem is, is that it never cools down up there because I don't have a fan or any system to remove the heat, so it stays hot. You've got to put a fan up there and point it towards you, the inside of your garage I tried, just to filter it out. I tried leaving the... Do you, tried... a, do you want a box fan? A box fan? Yeah. Yeah. I have like the fans. It's a nice... I just mean like a nice box fan you could just put somewhere yeah. to deal with that problem. Well, here's the thing: is I tried opening the the stairway to the attic and just let hope the the heat kind of just comes Escapes. through. Yeah. So for the whole heat rises part. Well, yeah, but I was hoping that the air, the cooler so it, air, so it's just always hot there even at night. Yes. So I was hoping that the cool air from the garage would uh, permeate into the attic. But, I just want to move to North Dakota where it's cold all the time. But what ended up happening is that the <laughs> attic the attic heat just made I'll the garage like the attic heat just made the garage hotter. So now like the <laughs> now gar- they're both hot. Yeah, now they're both hot. Yeah. And I was like, well, now I can't. Now go you got to the, go the next step, which is to open the door, and now the world's hotter. Well, my window is open <laughs> in the you garage. Just, you just melt the ice caps right there. For your, your infinite heat source attic. It's perfect. I don't mind. I'm sitting in here, uh, not sweating, very comfortable. Um... I guess I never finished the thought of why Neo would be mad. Yeah, well, is that I think Sensei is just a bad show. I, I it sounds like it. It's eight, it's eight parallel storylines, and they're all just people doing whatever the fuck. Like, yeah, everyone just has their own particular storyline. Some of them barely seem to have storylines at all. Like some of them have like plot plot happening, and some of them are like I exist here. They sound like I love my husband. I guess they sound <laughs> like boring characters. They're all in different countries. Like that's how spread out, spread out they are. Do they ever meet? And so what's happening is they're all separate. And uh, basically, they'll just occasionally run into a thing where somebody, from one of the other people, will help them through some kind of problem, or they're interact in some way. And they do pretty much <laughs> what is this like really shitty like they pretty phone much just telepath do, thing. They pretty <laughs> like, much just do two seasons of like world building and people just kind of plodding along in their particular storylines. Okay, and only two of them have met, which is that two of them are together and they're fi- they're both a couple and physically together, and they're trying to act against the secret organization that's hunting people like them okay 
which is like the closest you get to a main plot, but it's like mostly not going anywhere. And it's kind of just a vague sinister, like there's just a villain. And it feels like the show just spins its wheels and doesn't move forward at all for like entire seasons at a time. There's only two of them. Yeah. So exactly. Both seasons don't spin their wheels at all. Like the whole conflict feels like it's just like, there is a conflict, and then it's just sitting there. Is it kind of like Inspector Gadget? The, the most you where get, like Claw exists in the background, the most, but Claw never actually does anything. <laughs> like you never, it, like Inspector Gadget never goes after Claw. He never like uh, like appears in Claw's like uh, base and goes like, "I'm gonna stop you, Claw." It's it, always just it like does feel like that. It's always like, "Oh, there's some kind of bad thing today," and I guess it must be because of Claw. Is that what it is? Is it literally the like? There's a bad thing happening. It must it's be not the even organization. That. He mostly doesn't interact with most of the people's lives. What the? F- it's just like the one or two people that were like exposed. What happens is at the end. So there's of, like three basically, people. Basically, that- what happens is at the end of season one, they capture one of them. Okay. And they get it, then they get it broken out, and then the whole of season two, they're like those two people are in hiding from everyone because they're the ones that are outed. Uh huh. And then in season two, another one of them gets kidnapped at the end in the finale, and that's the cliffhanger. And then they cancel it. And then yeah, and then they're like, uh, the finale will be a movie, and then they put out like a two and a half hour movie where they like they rescue that guy and they beat the bad guys, and then everyone celebrates. They they what they what you what you just say to me? And here's spo- they beat the they beat the bad guys. Spoilers for Sensei, it's finale. They, they, Guess what? It ends with them all like all the bad guys are in a helicopter and get shot by like a rocket, <laughs> and then all of them die. Snake eater. They just all get shot by one guy's <laughs> rocket launcher. What? Are you kidding and, me? And they're just all gone, just like that. And I'm like, all the bad guys, the, fuck? the whole organization, just gone in one rocket. The the, the leader dudes or whatever, basically. What it's, in the it's f- like, fuck? Are you it's serious? It's all convoluted and weird. And it's just like the show is just such a weird mess. Where it's like, I they have like the guy that played Saeed in Lost. Is like he pl- he plays somebody that's from a different group of sensates. Like, uh, 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 a different. Uh, Aren't they all the same? No, there's multiple pods. They're called pods. They're all the different groups of eight. What? And we don't know how many there are because most of them, they're all generally in hiding. Okay. But one of them is specifically the one that has been like deconstructed and destroyed by this organization. And he's like the last one left or something like that. Okay. And he, they use him to, to... They sometimes use him to contact the main group to threaten them or get information out of them. Or sometimes he threatens... Or sometimes he contacts them on his own to try to warn them, but maybe he's also working for them and he can't tell. Not with powers, right? What? They can't talk to him with powers. They can communicate with each other. The pods can communicate with each other sometimes. What? Sometimes, Wait, so, what? Sometimes what happens is one person in one pod manages to establish a connection within one person from another pod. So, like, they don't entirely connect with each other, but, like, there's, like, links between them in a way. It's really convoluted. And so at any point, I swear this guy showed up in like episode one to talk to them and was vaguely sinister, but vaguely helpful and vaguely pensive, but also maybe not to be trusted. And then he shows up like every other episode for the entire show. And at every scene is the same scene over and over again. Like, I feel like every interaction with that character, which is one of the main characters they interact with, is just the same scene repeating all the way up until the end when he dies to stop somebody. But he fails, and it's not even worth doing because they all get blown up in a helicopter anyway, and it was pointless anyway. But it's like that. It's so much shit goes nowhere. <laughs> I don't get it. And I've, just I've, to add to how much that's spinning wheels, a lot of the episodes instead of being forty minutes are an hour, an hour long, sometimes more. And you know what they spend that time with? They spend that time with like stuff like well, well, the reason I brought this up in the first place was like the He Man song, which I it's it's a song by somebody that's actually called something, but I always forget what it is. Uh, that song will be playing in one person's timeline and everyone else starts hearing it 
and they have like a tr- cross a cross world like music moment. What does or, that even fucking mean? What did you just say to me? A cross country music? What like the they're fuck all kind of mean? like singing and dancing with the song across the world, but also they'll just cut to the locations each of them's in, and all of them will be there, like vicariously. And I mean, they'll, and they'll you mean just, as in like astral projecting? Yeah, it's like they're all having a party together essentially, and they'll just play the song from front to back. You're telling me that in the middle of an episode. Suddenly someone will... It just becomes a weird music video for a while. Pass by a fucking radio, for, they'll just and spend everyone like, just They'll starts... just spend like five minutes. The sh- and the show will regularly... I think every single episode has like a five minutes like... We just start taking a break moment. And, and, and I'm looking at that moment. I'm looking at that moment each time. I'm like, hey, that's where all the budget went. <laughs> hey, like this, but look how much... Look how fucking expensive the sequence is. I can't believe that Netflix canceled them for going over budget. <laughs> when they're like, this, does, this doesn't even further the plot. But here's five minutes of us just feeling each other and that this includes multiple orgies so like wait astral projection orgies yes and they're really confusing orgies because there'll be orgies where two of the characters are having sex with real people that are in their lives but all the other people are there too and they're all naked and like writhing on each other and i'm like uh-huh Okay, I'm so confused. I, I'm going to come to a conclusion here. It may not seem popular opinion. Maybe I'm going to throw a hot take out of here. But good fucking riddance. <laughs> Get out. What the fuck did you just say? Half the like, things I, you said to me, I can't even comprehend because I'm a fucking adult like, who has a brain. I can get some of what Wachowskis what? are going for because like... They're, can you? Like, no, I mean like what their goal was. To, not, not what, what, to not, steal money from Netflix? Not, not the execution. What the fuck was their but, goal? Like, both the Wachowskis are trans and they're also, they keep preaching like universal understanding of other people and empathy which was like what cloud atlas was trying to go for and so this whole show is that in long form except bad and they'll be like here's the guy coming out for being gay and here's the trans person reconciling with their family and like a bunch of other stuff is happening but like there's like not a plot so the plot is a bunch of random things happening so they just wanted to raise awareness for the like lgbt issues it's it's exactly as inarticulate as cloud atlas was where at most Cloud Atlas edited the climaxes of some of the storylines together as if they mat- as if there was a reason to edit them together. You know what I mean? Like you'd have Jim Sturgis being pretend Korean, shooting some dudes or whatever, while like, uh, not Bill Murray, uh, Tom Hanks is like, I'm a caveman and I'm also in a climax. And they'd, they'd be editing back and forth between those two. Like, isn't it crazy how like there's a sci-fi climax and a caveman climax? And I'm like... But they're not, they're just different stories that you're putting together for no reason. And, but in, but in Cloud Atlas, they don't even meet each other. No. They're just separate stories for no reason. You know who did this really well? It's exactly as frustrating as Cloud Atlas, but for like a show you watch for years. <laughs> you know what's, you know, you know who did this incredibly uh, well? The Fountain. The, I've never seen The Fountain. The Fountain managed to take three different storylines. Granted, it's the same person, which I'm, is kind of like Cloud the Atlas. The thing but, that comes to mind for me is Tree of Life. Was that like that? Well, the Tree of Life was in in the Fountain. I think there's a show called The Tree of Life with, oh. with like with uh, not Jolie Brad Brad Pitt. Okay. Well, Fountain's a really good movie. I think, and it's got Hugh Laurie in, or not Hugh Laurie. It's got uh Hugh Jackman. Trouble, come on, get uh, happy. Yeah, it's got Hugh Jackman <laughs> in it, um, which is weird. Um, but it's really good. And Hugh Jackman is an actor that did stuff. Yeah, like I'm just ro- saying like the robot movie. I'm just saying it's weird. Remember because when he was in a robot movie? He's like Wolverine. Remember when he was in a skiing movie? Yeah, he's had a- where he's like, I'm in a retired skier, man, and I'm going to ski you so good, boy. Like, and I he's don't- like, I did a good ski. And that was the movie. I don't like I. 
I don't know how you talk about this in a way. I feel like maybe this is their goal. I'm too. a retired robot man. And I'm gonna robot you, good boy. He's like, oh yeah, I can be a robot man too. It's like you did a robot good man, good kid. I wonder how many movies he's gonna make like that. Or he's now? like the retired mentor forever for the rest he, of his life. He did the robot one. He did the skiing one, and that's just my limited scope of ones I've noticed. Yeah, I bet he's gonna keep doing more of those where he's just vague dad. Well, yeah, it's, he's just surrogate dad yeah. for sports. It's easy <laughs> surrogate sports dad Hugh Hugh Jackman. I am really. <laughs> really appalled that like sense eight got a second season it was a hit i think it I think was it, a I hit with who well. brain I, dead idiots I what kind think, of fucking I just, plot i just think a lot of people watched it i would have rather watch a goddamn has, scooby-doo live action show what the fuck was that if, if you're, you're talking if to you're me not about expecting anything i guess it must just be visually interesting to watch or something because it, 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 it looks expensive to fucking film but what if you want to go there for like a fucking like, story it took me all the way up until the finale coming out, like the week before the finale, I finally watched the second half of season two because like I just I would watch like three episodes at a time and be like, I just I feel no draw to the show at all. And I'd come back like three months or four months later and be like, ah, try it again. People keep mentioning the shit. And I'm like, it's not even a long show. How am I not getting through this? I watch worse shows on Netflix way faster. I watch. I watch. I watch the two percent or the three percent in like two weeks. And it's two seasons of God show. And I, and I couldn't get through Sense8 in like two years. <laughs> I Look, I am no stranger to literally the worst content ever produced. Oh, uh, we know. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched the garbage. The garbage. The anime garbage. Sense8, I have never watched a show that sounds that bad in anime. And I've watched harem anime. And I've watched like... Uh, Naya's going to want you to watch it now. You know after what? this conversation. I will watch it. And I will, li- I will live stream myself <laughs> oh, no. watching it. That'll be an angry conversation. Oh, it's going to be great. Because oh, here's no. the thing. Here's my thing. First off, I have no, I have no allegiance to the, 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 the emotional empathy oh, that but, goes by on. By the way, it's a, character, it's a show about characters like really being intimate with each other and really mattering to each other. And one of them is recast between seasons. One of the main eight is recast between the two seasons. <laughs> And I never got used to it. The second guy technically has more screen time. I never got used to him. He looked like a weird imposter that showed up one day. This is gonna be good! I'm like, why is everyone fucking this weird mystery man that showed up? <laughs> get, get him out of here. He's not He's not the right guy. Here's my thing. Is that uh, the, the way you described it, <laughs> if you took out the one outlier or outliner in this entire show, which is the only, which is like the the LGBT related stuff. If you took that out, you removed it and said everyone was just normal heterosexual people. Mm-hmm. This show would be fucking abysmally awful. What would it even do? What People would literally look at you like, I don't get what the fuck is going on here. Because, like, there's no drama. You can't have drama because all the drama exists. Do you think it literally only did well because of LBGBT stuff? Yes! I don't, I don't think that's necessarily I the case. I bet you that was the fucking Although those, case. Those people get a lot of attention. Yes! In particular, uh, no, I, me is the trans character, and it's very easy to, to get the feeling that she's just framed as being like the surrogate character for the creators. Oh, like, like it's like self-insert. Oh, good. She's like she's so talented and so perfect and has so many skills and so trans. And she's a hacker. She's so trans. Yeah. She, How she, trans is she? Max trans. Uh, uh, she's fucking Martha. From Doctor Who. What a fucking... Th- Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. What? It's Martha? Martha from Doctor Who is the, her girlfriend. The, what? Oh, oh. I thought, you, I thought you were saying it as like she's 
she is mm. fucking Martha. Like, she's actually Martha. No, no. Mar- <laughs> the, the actress that played Martha is her girlfriend. Okay, I was about to have a fucking aneurysm. Like, the one person I hated on Doctor Who more than anybody. No. I would be, I would destroy that show. <laughs> I would literally nitpick every second of her life in that show so badly <laughs> on purpose. Anytime, anytime she looked at the camera wrong, like she looked at a scene, the cr- fucking loser, get out of here. Just getting mad like, at Martha all the yes, time? All the, I hate Martha. She was ruined Doctor Who for me for like an entire couple of seasons. Martha didn't bother me. She, I fucking hate her. She won't shut the fuck up every time I see her. Are you thinking of Donna? No. You know, Martha. I thought you hated Donna. I hate Donna. Oh, I hate Donna. Didn't, wait, don't you hate every companion? No. You like Rose? I like Rose. Rose is Rose, Rose, Rose is, is good. good. <laughs> Rose is pretty good. You know what's not great I think about everybody says that. I think everybody's like they didn't at the time because they're fucking. So losers. many people hated. A lot of people were mad at Rose. When I first watched Doctor Who, no, I did not so have any I think, ill will towards. Although Rose. I think one thing, the one thing people hated about Rose, I think, was that the Doctor seemed to have feelings for her. And that's like up until then wasn't supposed to be how it goes. I didn't so feel like he had feelings. So there was like, like what? Was so just... they were like, what's so fucking special about Rose that he's that she's the one that Doctor cares about? Whoa! Don't give me that British sass. <laughs> like fuck, man. Like it's <laughs> calm down. Maybe he. I mean, the, I, the Doctor's not a lunatic. Uh, like I, I, when I met when I met her, it was in my for, head. For me, was... I think it's just dumb because every Doctor's a different person. So any of them well, yeah. could be the one that falls in love with their companions or whatever. Oh, that too. Like, also, like I felt the whole point of being different personalities is that they're different. I felt like it was more of a really, really good like bond. I thought it was like a very yeah. close friendship kind of thing, not like I want to fuck this person. I thought it was more of like the yeah. doctor really trusted Rose in a way that he never trusted another companion. Where it was like, there's so much until he... it became like a one-upmanship of everyone has to trust the do- be trusted. Yeah, even more. everyone has to. Uh, but the idea is that Rose was <sighs> Rose was a really good oh, character. No, I just remembered Clara. Oh, I just remember the time where they're like, by the way, Clara has a billion clones throughout all of the Doctor's timelines and keeps saving him throughout his entire life. <laughs> Thousands of Claras have been protecting and helping the Doctor throughout all history, which is why it's never come up before. The only thing I hate about Clara is that Clara is the most attractive of all the companions that have ever existed. But she's literally the most annoying character. This episode's just going to be called Spoilers for Everything. In in terms of like... (laughs) Like this is such a meandering spoil every show discussion. Okay, in any case... The barrier for entry is infinite for this episode. I will... This is is borderline experimental on how to make a podcast that no one can watch. (laughs) (laughs) Like next we're going to start talking about obscure anime spoilers. You know what that means? We might get picked up by AMC. Uh, Let's answer a question. We have some questions to go. We have some time uh, before we just have to stop. Cause yeah, we still have over a half an hour, technically, yeah. although I'm, I am dying. Yeah, I am dying. I'm literally uh, dying in here, and we have to record Zero Escape in here. It'll be fine. Um, let's see. I can't read that, so that's up to you, because my eyes are really bad right now. Um, Mostly from the pure we already age. asked that we did the, the border game board game question right yeah. we already talked about board games last time yep talk about doing scarlet okay so uh keith talked about uh, not enjoying yeah. the scarlet letter at school uh, as a school book do you have are you any wearing, fond are you not wearing glasses no. do you uh, do you have any fond memory or fond memories of books you read in school or did you burn them all like uh both burn them all fahrenheit 451 style i need to read that book well, I guess I, the joke I have has it, been lost then. I have, it, I, ha- I have it on my shelf. Oh, do you? I picked it up. The same. I, I just one day I went into like the paperback section of like a Walmart and I was like, 
just started grabbing all of the books. I was like, wait, I just, I'm like, I should read that. Like, there's The Handmaid's Tale, 1984, Fahrenheit 451, Do Andrew's Dream of Electric Sheep. And I just put them in a stack, and I'm like, these are mine now. <laughs> I did that with uh, digital books. Like, yeah. my, uh, my, digi- my phone has, like, a million of the... I like books. I like books. I like them. I, like I, books I mean, I, I just I like the physical. Oh, I like having a book. I hate physical books. I'm totally cool with having. I like reading manga physically too. I can't. It's I, nice. I, I don't. As I got through all. Like, I got through five Junji Ito books that way. Like I've been reading. Five. I have been reading. You've been this. reading. reading Norse uh, mythology this I have. week. Every time I take a poop, I read it. Um, because no better time to learn about Norse mythology than when. Every time you have shit. to. Every time you have to drop Thor's uh, hammer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, the th- one here's. Do you, you not bookmark? No, I don't need to. You just remember what page you're on? What, page I'm on? what are you fucking uh, insane? Yes. Uh, oh wait, that that comes up during our puzzle games. Like you don't know, how, you can't do math, but you remember numbers, <laughs> and you're like, "Why yeah. the fuck do you remember that?" Yeah. But then you're like, you don't know how to add them. <laughs> I hate this. I hate. I hate this book because I don't like these page. Oh, the things. weird, the grody. I don't weird. like how this feels. So, because when I'm reading a book, I'll have my the way I'm holding it because I'm yeah. taking a shit. It I'm bothers like, you that the the, the edge I, of the page is like serrated because I keep my thumb right here while I'm holding it. Yeah, and it. I'm like, it feels it, like I'm, it feels like mush. Something's wrong. Like yeah. it feels like something's not right. And I get so annoyed that I have to like start holding it like this. And then I'm like, I, I, what am I? A fucking teacher? Like yeah. children, turn your pages to 13. And, and, I, and, and I'm not like, sure why that, I started seeing that recently and I didn't know what it was. I, I, I think it's an intentional choice. So I can't, I can't tell if it's an intentional style choice of printing a book or if it's like a cost saving measure, like garbage thing. It's hard to tell. To take shitty pages and just print on them. Like I read a book recently that was low quality. Uh, the low hand, quality the handmaid's, the handmaid's tale is just a low quality print that I got. Oh. Like it's just not a good copy like necessarily. Like the ink is really low. Like it's, and shit? it's it's not it's not the full like I got a hardcover Harry Potter book experience. Oh yeah. It's yeah, a, yeah. First of all, it's exactly the, it's almost exactly the same number of pages as a Witcher novel, okay. and it's less than half as wide. So it's like thin ass paper. Like holy shit, thin paper. Apparently, wow, if okay. it's like as apparent because I I I, I like, compared it to the Witcher books, and I'm like, how long is this compared to these? I'm like, that's the same length. What? That's weird. <laughs> but I'd be going through it, and different paragraphs would be different shades of black. Oh boy, like, that be, is would not go, good. Like, and and not only would they be lighter or darker, but the texts, the, the actual font would be less or more or less thick. Really? Like the font size wasn't changing. The like printer stamps that made the font or whatever, like were le- like the actual. It was less bold. I the wonder font. if they had to reprint certain pages because some just didn't. And I print found out well. three pages that were crooked, C-c-c- like not the paper, the print. Like it was all, it all fit on the page. It wasn't a complete miss no, or anything. I, yeah, but, but you look at the like the can, rectangle of text, and you can it's see like it's clearly you see the gutters. You see the gutters are crooked. Yeah, and you're like it's leaning to or away from the edge of the page. You're like, hmm. and this is why I don't like physical things because I was cool with it, I, but I was like I was just puzzled by it. In particular, I was puzzled at the, near the beginning because I was trying to figure out if there was a meaning to the changing text. Oh, <laughs> I thought there was some underlying like reason. Yeah, because yeah. some some things will have changing text for on purpose, like, especially those weird those two weird books I got in the previous episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those those are exactly the type of thing where like something yeah, weird absolutely. would happen. So I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, is this intentional? I can't tell. <laughs> You're just sitting there doing the math, like. Is this which, some kind of? Which, by the way, the hand, Handmaid's miss? Tale is such a companion piece for 1984. Really? There are so many similarities. Oh, yeah, you're talking about this last Oh, yeah, we talked about this last time. Yeah. We talked talked about this during the the solo podcast where I even theorized that she probably started writing it the year 1984 was here because she was probably thinking about 1984 and be like, hey, that's this year that it was supposed to happen. Like, what if I updated this idea and sort of just like made her own dystopia? 
with some similarities and some other ones. The main similarity being just this ongoing thing where you have to just have this silent loyalty to this fucked up government because you might get taken care of the moment you like out yourself as being as not being cool with it so russia or whatever yeah, yeah. that kind of that's kind of the core reason why it feels like that is because that's over that overlays the whole thing yeah but like so many plot points are massively different but that, so that what, that's the feel though so what is a book you were fond of the invisible man the, inv- the invisible man not the hg wells one okay do you know the other one uh no the invisible man I, it's, I, my details are all gonna be wrong now because i haven't read it in like 14 years probably but uh it's about a black man i want to say in like new york or something like that in like in very racist times but post any actual slavery times so probably like in the 40 or no not Pro- the 40s it might have been like prohibition era or something like that 20s actually there might be a speakeasy in it so it might be prohibition era probably the 20s or yeah but uh the gimmick of, or not gimmick but like the the concept of that why it's called the invisible man is that just being black made him invisible in society yeah well yeah he's not he's not part of society yeah so like for the main parts of society it's like oh that's jonathan and that's avery and that's a black guy (laughs) and so it's like you could slip in and out of different parts of society and and be lost among it because they won't even identify you as being the same person from spot to spot and stuff like that and it's like that's like that specific role in society of like being someone that's invisible to it it kind of sounds and that's why it's called that it's a it was a good book that's a cool ability. Yeah. I wish I could do that. Well, it's not like it's not like wow, this is my ability. It's not really well, the premise of the book. No, but I'm saying like, that, like, is, that sounds like a cool superhero. A lot of bad just... things are happening to him <sighs> because it's a book about racism. Whatever. Point is, it's really nifty. Yeah. But yeah, so I I, I also like the Crucible. Crucible. Okay. Add more stones. It's a badass deathline, isn't it? Yeah. The guy was being interrogated like... to out other people. Yeah. And ev- the gimmick, the thing in in the Crucible is whenever anybody was. Uh, that for those that don't know because you're i don't know post millennials uh, i don't know maybe they maybe they banned that book now too oh they probably have uh it was about mccarthyism but it uh, but the text not the subtext was that it was about the salem witch trials yes and so uh it was just it was a time where people were getting killed for being something that didn't even exist yeah and so you'd be like that guy that person's a witch that person's a witch and it was really a way to silence like intelligent women or people that were a threat in any way really or just really any political advantage you wanted to get if it would be easier my my life would sure be easier if that person was gone yeah they're a witch and then everyone would believe you and because it'd be a sin to lie right and then uh they kill them or they torture them until they call somebody else a witch and like it would just keep spreading like that and like people's fear and weakness would keep spreading to different people and they'd keep accusing more and more people of being a thing that wasn't even real and then they this all get why you don't believe killed. in god people because it makes you stupid. it was all, it was it was a fucking mess the, yeah. but this one badass is being interrogated based on his accusations and they're, they just wanted they want to just give a name just give a name already and they keep what they're doing is they're put they're comp- they uh put a like a I think they put a piece of like a pallet on his chest and they kept adding stones to it yes. to like slowly crush him. Yeah, they're trying to crush him to death basically. And the, when he and when they ask for a name, he just says add more stones. I'm like fucking badass. <laughs> he's the one he's like one of the only dead ends in the entire goddamn book I think that doesn't just fucking ruin more people yeah. constantly. Like he can't save himself and he's just like he just goes out. He sees how it's, how pointless it all is because of how stupid yeah. the concept of witch trials He's like the are. one person that doesn't succumb yeah. to everything, which means he succumbs, literally, because he died. Yeah. Which is like, but it just su- makes, shit's fucked. But it, but it sucks, or it sucks in the context of the story, too, yeah. because he doesn't say anything that kind of, like, go into a dead end, where it's mm-hmm. like, well, we can't keep the train going. We can't keep the witch train. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. 
He's the person that just gives up and dies in the ring. Yeah. Instead of making copies of the tape like a fucking coward. <laughs> <laughs> How would that work in a current day and age? Oh my god, it'd be way worse. It'd go on Facebook. But it'd be like it'd be like in yeah. one of those videos that plays without you even asking it to play, <laughs> yeah, and now you're and, and everyone's just fucked. Like the way that I found out about Smash Brothers this morning and how it has sixty six characters and shit by just scrolling down Facebook would be how I get killed by the ring. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, well, doesn't it only count if you watch the full thing? I don't know. No, it doesn't. That's right. If you I haven't, watch it, I haven't right. watched the movie since the first time ever, which I, it scared me at the time. But also, going it? back to it, it has the dumbest. Shit. Well, I, I was ten, I think. Oh, you're that's right. That's you're an right. old-ass movie. You were about that age. But, like, when it came out, though, like, it still has the dumbest shit. Remember the jump scare lighthouse? Yeah. It just, it just, yeah. It just cuts to a lighthouse and makes a jump scare sound for yeah. no reason. But nothing happens. It's just a lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah. And it, the lighthouse isn't scary later. I will say, the tape, the tape portion is probably the best part of that movie. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it is genuinely, like unnerving where you're like the tape's creepy what's going on stop mm-hmm. and then there's like the fly that scary, keeps on the screen scary, like, scary movie kind of ruined it yeah oh yeah <laughs> when they made a movie about yeah. that and it's like oh i can't i think it's hard to, hard to take seriously now i think uh my fate i think the only thing that scared me about the ring was the uh the part where the did you watch it like later on or something no i watched it when i was when younger. you were like 11 i think i was like 12 i watched it when i was like 10 and i was like surrounded by people Really? It's like as an audience. We were all sitting in the living room. I watched it alone at a lake house surrounded by no one. But Clock Tower scared you. The ring scared me. When are we going to play Clock Tower so people can relive your fears? Never. Tomorrow? Never. Tomorrow. Um, Tomorrow. Never. never. Tomorrow. I don't. I don't even know. By by the way, speaking of weird, weird jump scare nonsense that where you can't even tell why it's supposed to be scary. uh, I've been playing Detroit Become Human, Mm -hmm. and there's this whole sequence where you're playing as you're playing as Kara and you're like being a housemate around the house and yeah. there's a little girl that doesn't speak and keeps walking around everywhere and sh- it keeps cutting to her like it's a horror movie like you'll be like I'm oh, I'm going to attend this little thing Aha, laundry and you like lower the laundry and behind you is like car- it's like the little girl in the background <laughs> it's like what the fuck like there's like six shots in that yeah. one episode where it's like they they frame the little girl like she's the villain of a horror movie just over and over again she keeps walking around in the background and just suddenly appearing places and it's like it's so fucking creepy and it goes nowhere yeah it's not intentional it goes nowhere it's completely on accident she's just, it, i think they were trying i think david doesn't understand how children work and so in his <laughs> mind he thought like children just constantly stand in the background uh, uh watching you do things so i think it, i think they were trying to go for a curious style where i think they're trying to make her look like she is curious about how things were like oh what are you doing what's going on but they, they do another thing where you're trying to go to a place that's supposed to be like a place for androids and as you're going through a dark hallway with a flashlight it the an android runs across the hallway like and it, it plays a loud sting that i swear was just like a raptor noise <laughs> like it's a jump scare you're moment like, and then my only reaction was Ow. Oh, it's really loud. Because of the loudness. Oh. So I'm like, I'm not fucking scared of an android. I'm an android. And also, this is like the android safe place, supposedly. And like, what the... <laughs> f- why is there a jump scare of one android once? Keith, it's so well written. It is the perfect Ugh. allegory for civil rights. I have but it's not about seen. racism, according to the creator, because he's insane. No, he had a backtrack when he realized that it wasn't actually about civil rights because he didn't know how to write a good story. It's called revisionism what a fucking coward 
Who, David Cage, yes. the guy who, like, treats women like shit? He's such a yeah, coward. Yeah, no to, shit. He's such a coward to be like, this game's not about racism. When, like, it literally features androids standing in the back of the bus in the androids-only section. No! And there's, androids, and there's like, Andrews, androids not allowed signs everywhere. That's normal, and everyone Keith. has a everyone has a fucking blue triangle, which in the Holocaust was literally a symbol of people that were foreigners or forced labor. Or and, Jewish. And, and you, no. Oh, no, the, the triangle. Triangle. Yeah, the sorry. blue triangle. Yeah. Specifically, like, there's a whole different spectrum of colors yes. of triangles, and specifically the blue one is forced labor. Yeah. And you give the androids, which are all forced labor, a blue triangle on their chest. It's like, if this is on accident, it's like a Freudian slip. No. Like, like no. either it's intentional or it's completely Freudian. You and cannot. Like, like, it's, like, it can't not be a direct reference, even if it's an accident. I am not gonna let fucking Cage... Get out of this. That he looked up the Wikipedia page he, for Holocaust He did patches all of this on one. purpose. There yeah. is, you cannot give him a cop out of like, and oh, then, it was all accident. I, I, my word, I can't believe I did. No, fuck you, dude. You did it on purpose. Yeah. Like, this is all and done. Like, all that, I'm like, I'm like, okay, sure, fine. It's on the nose, whatever. But it's, it's so cowardly then pretend that wasn't on purpose. He has to. Like, because it was so badly done uh, that it's an insult to the very fucking thing that I mean, it's about. Yeah, it is really, it's a weird, like, taking light of, like, it, it's one... It's like it is kind of crossing a line sometimes to just go he go heavy on the Holocaust imagery yes. during your video game. It I, and I keep trying to I kept trying to explain this in the Discord, but I'm not I didn't want to get into it because one I don't want to spoil things, but two I also just I I'm not going to sit there and write a fucking video essay about a shitty game, but like every time I would just use my typical like it's poorly written just just watch it if you're watching the game watch it and you can see how badly written the game is it's not yeah. i'm not trying to be sensational so much flack of like it's good you're just being hate fine i'll fucking tell you it's a fucking insult to everything that it actually stands for any any all the instances of the like the androids how people act That's to like androids every, every how, article like, i encounter is like i don't trust david cage to do a story about domestic abuse and stuff like that because like, like there's a domestic abuse storyline it's like but you're accused of being an abuser and this is all a mess it's it's gonna be that thing i bet you where it's a it's the whole thing is gonna be victim blaming it's all going to be about blaming the like. Oh, Jenny, you should have just left the problem. And it's like ex so far. There, so far, it hasn't been victim blaming. For me, the uh, for me the weird the thing that keeps rubbing me the wrong way in Detroit is that just well, the androids fall every time you walk into another room. There's another like anti android. Another another person who's like violently anti android. And well, it's it happens yeah. as every character in every room. And I'm like, what? the fuck is happening it's like, like a it's I'm like, like how do how are any androids still alive at this point if like the entire human race is like declaring war on them it's this more is the, way, this is the way the game frames it it's more interesting to think that uh like there's one scene where you're in a park and it's like oh look the nice androids helping the elderly man and that one's like that one's seeing after the baby and like and then never like the rest of the, the game so far it's just been like how yeah in every row in it, every room it's almost like they were worried you would forget that there was racism in the world so they have to, like, have a guy in every scene that's like, fucking androids are shit. And it's like, oh, right. We're we hate androids. OK, got yep. it. Scene set. Like, what is the? Can you not imply this based on the world? Putting people in the back of the bus is a really good indication. Having some guy in the fucking every goddamn room going, fuck androids. Not really great. Like that really. I'll be honest with you, I wasn't alive during the civil rights era, but I'm pretty sure there wasn't, like, a white guy in every room who would follow only black people and just shout, fuck black people. Like, there wasn't a guy that did that. There wasn't, like, 
there's an, I'm like, not I'm not even touching this. I'm, I'm saying like I'm, I'm sure not even to ah I pressed I touched it. <laughs> no, and I'm not saying that it's not it's not as if people weren't racist. I'm saying no, at just, some point there's it's just like it's a representation of it that's like cartoonish. Yeah, at some point people would be like Tom, we get it. We all hate black people. Shut the fuck up. Like how could you like seriously? If you live in a society where everyone is racist, wouldn't it be absurd if there's one guy that's shouting like fuck androids? Yes, we're all on the same team, Tom. Stop doing that. You do it every time a droid walks in, and I swear to God, you do it again, I'm going to beat your ass. Like, it would be absurd to have a person do that in a society that has all agreed that robots it's just suck. just present that every document you pick up tells you how androids are ruining the world and yeah. destroying the job force, and every five feet of society, you see another homeless guy that's like, I have been made homeless by the androids, and then you walk to the next corner, and there's a guy, like, playing music, at a fountain and he's like i'm the only one i'm playing real human music for come play come what come donate to me for playing human real hu- like human music instead of android music what's then the like difference across, then across that courtyard is a bunch of is a picket line protesting the androids and i'm like and then in the other corner is a preacher guy that's de- de- decrying all of the androids as being evil demons i'm like this is one courtyard and there's like seven anti-android things just everywhere and then you look over and all the androids are like in their parking spot because they like all, st- all the ones that don't have personalities just sort of sit still yeah. when they're not being used. And it's like, you could, you could, it's just, he doesn't know what he's, he's never been subtle about anything ever. And he's no. reached peak never being subtle when literally every square inch of, of the, of the level is just his, his message repeating. And I'm like, and then as like a, yeah, that's not that, that made me jump. <laughs> Did it stop recording again? Yes. Oh boy. Fuck it. Fuck, fuck. Fuck, fuck. And now the video's returned. We did it, you guys. Okay, so I don't remember what we were talking about. Uh, we I were talking about Detroit being yeah, shit. The and, entire. Uh, <laughs> I'm not ready to call it shit. It's just that he's so fucking on the nose. My issue is that I. I uh, he doesn't stop, by the way. I've no, seen the whole I'm, thing. I'm sure he doesn't. But uh, I. One thing is that, and I don't, and obviously I don't know where it's going to go yet. And yeah. uh, David Cage games go off the rails at some point, usually. Mm. But for me, it's just I'm not ready to go com- like lose my shit over the storytelling of Detroit the way a lot of people do, just because, like, it's I look at them at, by the standards of video game stories, and like they're they're always like not great, no. pretty much. Like every like when you get to the best storylines ever in video games, you're probably talking. You're usually talking about some like 200 hour CRPG that only some people ever played. Yeah, like, that was the one that nailed it. That was the one, and it's like great. And you just got to fucking pull its teeth out for the course of three years to get through it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 like uh, video yeah. game, video games that are like, especially like 3D third person, like anything. Like so many other games where you have to play through a campaign as a character. Like, yeah, they don't have the best stories usually. So the standards are like. I question the standards. Like most of the most praised, uh, many of the most praised stories and like experiences in video games are the ones that almost feel like they kind of cheat by being like voiceless. Mm, yeah. It's like, oh, some music plays and like I fight a colossus or I yeah. slide down a mountain and it's like the the themes happen while I go on a journey and do a thing. And Undertale it's, and it's is one of those silent. where like it's. Well, no, Undertale, Undertale has text. I, what, I, what I mean is like, well, it has good characters, but I'm t- you I'm as talking, a character I'm just, are not I'm, really fleshed out. You because you're, 
I, I, yeah, but I, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, like stuff like uh, Shadow of the Colossus and Journey and stuff like that. Like okay. a lot of the praise stuff is like, wow, it's so great. It's like, yeah, because it's it's literally just music following an arc, and yeah. the visuals follow the arc too. And it's like it's it's hard to do. It's all good stuff, but it's like that's like a lot of the best. That's not a good story. A, a lot of like it's, it's not uncommon for praised video game stories to be ones that don't even have writing in a yeah. way. Or like they technically have a writing, but like not dialogue and stuff like that. And that's like, that's fine. I I I personally come to expect every video game to have a shit story. Yeah, that's I don't. I, games I never, that are praised for having good stories almost always have like dissenting opinions or yes. or like qualified opinions. Where you're like, it's really good, but only like you cut these parts. Yeah, and like like when talking about like Mass Effect or something like that. Like there there is no such thing as a game that exists with a consistent good story all throughout it. Just there isn't. Just go go for it. Find find me one. Oh. I'm just I'm just like here comes here comes the essay the essay oh, that's, comment. That's fine. Go, you know comes. what? Go for it. Because guess what? You're still wrong. Because here's the beauty of it all is because they're not they're not good stories. Because if they were good stories, they wouldn't be in a video game format. They would be in a book format, or they'd be I guess a movie format. No no movies are all shit too. So they'd be in a book format. If it was a a good story can only exist within written text. A good story will not exist within mediums that do not that have any other that have visuals involved in them. Mm-hmm. That's not how that's not how stories tend to be good is because you like a good story has to rely heavily on the creativity of it all. They have to make you under they have to make you feel like you're actually there through words, which means that they have more depth with characters, they have more depth with scene and backgrounds, they have more depth with everything than they would in say Detroit where they don't have to say they don't have to literally write out and then there were protesters, and then there were homeless men, and then there were music guy. Because it would be so dumb to read that in a book, you would fucking throw the book into a fire. Because if you read a book, and the next paragraph was like, oh, there, like, there was a homeless guy in the street. Okay, next paragraph. There was a guy playing music, said fuck androids. Uh, next paragraph, there was people protesting. Okay, there's a lot of people that are upset with androids, I see, because every paragraph ha- seems to have it. It would be a terrible story. It wouldn't fly in book form, and if it did, it would not be on the New York's like best-selling list. It would probably be like that one book. I, w- I would say there's. I don't agree with anything you just said. Basically, oh, probably not. Uh, Most people don't. Most no. people don't. But, uh, but they're all wrong, and it's fine. But I just I'm not arguing with any of that. I'm like I'm not even yeah. getting into that. It's fine. But uh, there is part of me that that thinks that like I don't know. David Cage's writing, like if it was in book form, might actually be compared to like stephanie meyer el james oh absolutely like oh it's definitely I like don't think that he's the kind of i don't think he's the kind of writer that's above like my inner goddess bullshit like, no he's, he's the kind of person that would he's exactly that kind of weird schlock where yep. he, he hides behind major themes to try to feel like he's more important and important and working and everything it's i and think his, i feel like it's more just to it, it's his, more of a games like games are full of just weird baffling things it's more bravery like the, oh i'm tackling this i'm actually excited I'm, to see what happens in this one just to see what weird decision he decided was a good idea because like remember the magical native americans (laughs) the weird chapter where jody gets lost in like nevada or arizona or something arizona and finds magical native americans that have to fight like a tornado monster Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i'm like i was i was there i was there for that fuck 
What are you doing, uh, David Cage? And I've, I've, I, I, I don't contextualize them, and I don't memorize them because I don't want to f- remember the spoilers. But I always hear the fucking weirdest like references about like the like later parts of Indigo Prophecy. Oh, where it just sounds yeah. like a fucking insane game, and I can't wait to play it. Well, uh, I can tell you that, and we all know about Heavy Rain where they just fucking cheat. <laughs> they just like the twist is that they they cheated to make the twist a surprise. Yep, like they just they just literally cheat. Yeah, like it's impossible. For that that twist to you, like a good twist, you like go back to the whole thing again. You're like, oh man, it's all recontextualized now. It's like you go through that whole one again. It's like, no, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> they just lied throughout the game about yep. what was happening in the story. It's uh, the only amusement. The only amusing <laughs> thing is to go back through the game and intentionally set up things to be good for the origami killer. <laughs> Yeah, which you can do, but it, there's no reason any player would ever well, do that. Well, yeah, if you want to get that achievement for getting all endings. Well, I mean, there's no reason a player like would do that naturally. Story, yeah. yeah, would naturally do that. It's insane behavior. It's uh, what I think. I think the most telling thing is that Detroit. Uh, I, I'm not 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 in a spoiler. I'm not going to spoil it, but uh, they recently announced that they're going to backtrack. Um, on their, I, I saw that there was yeah. a. There's some character that gets freed, and they gave it. They're, they're adding a DLC where you can bring up back and you can you can buy another copy of her. Yes, and it's like I I can't tell. I can't tell if that's them not even getting the point of their own character when they backtrack like that, or if it's them like being dark about it and being like, "Now you're the Detroit," <laughs> like by letting the player do the type of dark shit that the characters in the game do. I'm pretty by just sure just replacing it with another dog. <laughs> I'm I'm one I I'm, can't tell. I am willing to bet the most amount of money that if you were to kill if you were to put David Cage in a torture chamber and about to kill him, he would probably tell you he did it for money. Well, I mean, he would just say whatever he thinks you want he wants wants to do. No, 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 you just ask him like genuinely. If no, it would was... be it'd be just like the other thing where he backtracked where he just says whatever he whatever he thinks you want to hear. True. He's a coward. He is a coward. He's I'll, such I'll a, fight you, David. He's such a fucking self-absorbed auteur that runs his whole project and puts his fucking name on everything, like Hideo Kojima. And then he's a coward about everything. Yeah, except not like Hideo Kojima, who stands by everything he makes and is willing to, like, go through the absurdity of it all. Yeah. And someone's like, this makes no sense. I know it doesn't. He's like, okay, fuck. <laughs> okay, Kojima's... Get saying, on my level. Like, Kojima was... Get ready this. for Death Stranding. It's got a naked Norman Reedus cradling an oil baby. Someone, <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> someone pointed out like a really good tweet I saw, which was like, man, you know what's great? I'm glad I can use video games to escape the horrors of reality. Every video game is now horrors of reality. Because <laughs> every video game is just a post-apocalyptic murder fest and people are dying and you can't yeah, escape. I, I saw someone tweet like, like, I, I'm like saying I am so done with every game being about like, society falling to a might makes right new reality yeah. where one third of people are murderous psychopaths one third of people are just victims and one third of people are good guy murderous psychopaths <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i'm also a murderous psychopath but i'm the protagonist yeah and that's like joel basically but meanwhile nintendo's like Let's all have fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's like every other company's like, uh, Nintendo. Pikmin. So so behind in the times where every, <laughs> they're just like, look, we're just trying not to be assholes like you guys. Like, we're just having fun. Fuck off. Like, I watched the Nintendo conference. I was like, wow, this is, is this what colors look like? I don't know, because E3 was so brown and gray. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't even remember what game was playing half the time, because they all looked the fucking same. I couldn't, I watched a Halo trailer and I was like, Oh, wait, I think this might be for that weird dying light game, right? And it was like, oh no, it's Halo shit. How did I not notice it? Because everything's fucking 
gray. Like all the colors are washed out. Like someone forgot how to use fucking RGB. I wonder, I wonder if the audience is going to be mad or happy that this episode's not about E3. Because I have not watched any E3. I usually don't. Really? E3's a, for me, E3 is a giant pain in the ass. Well, I mean, it's an it's ad a, show. It's a marathon. It's like watching the trailers before a movie. Yeah, it's a marathon except- of watching ads, but also the ads are padded by mostly other shit that's not the ads. That's just in the way yeah. of just watching the ads, which are much shorter. But also, like, the majority of it's stuff I won't even care about anyway. And it's all formatted in this really cringy, frustrating, like, fucking humorless, horrible presentation. Well, yeah, because they're, like, super And I'm rigid. just going to hear about all these games again right before they come out. Yep. So I'm like, I'll just wait for them to come out. Like, I never I never was like, oh, no, Scalebound. Because, like, I never got invested in the first place because I didn't watch anything yeah. about it. Yeah. Because it, it, never, never, it never was close to coming out, so I never well, heard about it. Well, that's the thing. is like, I don't really buy it. I just into, knew it existed. Like, I don't really uh, agree with the hype culture of, yeah. like, hype, 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 new game, new game, new game. Like, I don't know. Fuck like, you. Wanda was like, do you want to do another E3 podcast, like, last year? And I'm like, I don't, I've just been not paying attention. I didn't know. Yeah. At first, I didn't know what was happening. Yeah, I forgot I just didn't pay happening. any attention. I, was, like, I, I realized, like, oh, I guess it's June. It sprung up because so it must, I must be happening now. I went on Twitch to watch somebody else that I watched and on I Twitch, Rus- and it was like E3 I saw going R- on. Rooster Teeth's vod go up of like here's today's conferences, and it's like it's like a ten and a half hour video. I'm like fuck off, yeah, <laughs> fuck off. It's it's not worth it. I think the thing someone will be like, hey, check out the trailer for Devil May Cry Five and whatever the Shadow Strike tw- Twice's Japanese name was called. That I forgot already. Sakukure. I remember it. You're Japanese. No, I didn't, I didn't even watch that trailer. Um, you didn't watch Shadows Die Twice? No. It's about Japan. It's in Japan this time. What? Yeah. Who, who made it? From Software. I your definitely favorite, don't your fucking favorite, care. Your why, favorite company. Why would I ever watch anything that garbage company what, makes? Something that really made me laugh, though, and I, and I genuinely, I laughed in my room like a lunatic, is that I was watching the Philip DeFranco show and he did the he did the middle part where he's like, ah, oh, awesome shit on the internet. And he just like shouts out a bunch of shit real quick in the middle of a show. It's always, it's always yeah. what happens. And he cut to the trailer of, uh, shit, what was it? He got to the, he cut to the trailer of Halo Infinity. Mm-hmm. Then he cut to another trailer and both of them were just somebody looking down at a mask they're holding. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn it. It's like, yeah. is, like is that even intentional? Did he realize he did that? Like this, these trailers are doing the same trailer. Like, that's how boring it is to watch trailers. It's like, it's like the equivalent of American box art, where it's like another guy just standing stoically in the middle of yeah. the box with a logo. Yep. And like, it's like, oh, wow, is that Uncharted or is it Mass Effect? Who cares? They all get the same logo. It's like how the Japanese cover of, of, of uh, the, the Japanese cover of various Dark Souls and Demon Souls games are often like some poor defeated guy full of arrows lying down dying or yeah. or sitting with his or sitting with his back to the camera He's an exhausted like, man like lit by the silhouette of like a bonfire and all this other shit and the the American version of every single Dark Souls game is a guy in armor stoically facing the the screen and the yeah. logo. And it's like trailers are all becoming the old trailer now where yeah. they just hold the same trailer and I'm like I here's my thing i need i no i don't need i saw like i actually started watching beyond good and evil like it just came up and someone yeah. linked it in chat and i clicked on it I was like oh it's like it's like cg is happening i'm like and close i didn't even finish watching because i'm like it's some weird bullshit cg thing that's not even beyond good and evil 2 for real yeah it's like oh wow nice rendered nice rendered pig man we're not getting that movie 
it's, if it's a trailer for a movie, I'll be like, oh, look, let's watch, let's watch that movie. But yeah. like, it's like a game. Games don't look like that. I know that's not the game. It's like watching the fucking story cinematic they show as the trailer for each wow expansion oh it's yeah, like, yeah what a representation of what that game's gonna be like yeah. which is gonna be one 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 tab one 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 here's, here's my thing i demand very much so i very much demand that uh that when you're displaying a demo a demo of your game you need to put in a giant font in the corner of the screen that clearly tells me if this is in-game or a cutscene. Even that's not useful, though. But I mean... Because even in-game is always, like, running on pretend hardware that's or fine. other stuff like that. It can that. run on pretend hardware. So you're cool, with, you're cool with the weird, like, this, this, this gets cut down for optimization reasons later? No, no, no. You have to keep it. Because otherwise, it's false advertising. That's the thing is, I never. That's what I mean. It's then like, I guess you're gonna have to com- commit to so doing that, it on the regular like, hardware. I'm saying like that's the issue with that, the E3 stuff is even the stuff they say is gameplay. Yeah. Even if it is gameplay, which a lot of times, like I remember, like the Kane and Lynch footage and stuff like that back in the day, like had the inner had like the UI fading in and out, and it was so scripted looking, and it's like they were calling it in-engine gameplay footage, but it looked like a movie anyway. And yes. it's like, what the fuck's happening? Yeah. But like, even nowadays. Uh, Every single game looks worse when it comes out than it oh, does yeah. than, e- than the ET gameplay. Because even if it is real gameplay that's really running on some kind of hardware, there's just so much other shit that happens between that and when it comes out yeah. that always reduce- reduces My, its fidelity. Like the one that pissed me off the most was I I saw the trailer for Dying Light Two, and it showed and I don't R- know written by Chris Avalon. Do you know Dying Light? I beat it. Okay, I did a whole series. Okay, I didn't know. I never played the DLC though. So Dying Light is shit um in terms of parkour system that parkour system is fucking trash yeah uh so it's it's iffy it's it's really hit or miss it does something right something wrong but but overall the game was like so much better than dead island well holy shit is that even a comparison dead island was i don't even know what it had fun loops just running around bashing zombies grabbing items doing quests jumping up and down walls and shit personally Like, like a lot of the stuff was fun to do at flow personally i wanted to be done with the game because i knew exactly who the main villain was the well, moment the story I... is not a reason to care about it at all. No, but it really pissed me off because I started the game and I was like, so you're the bad guy. Can I kill you now? And no. th- th- the whole game's like, well, uh, I need to no, earn Andrew, his... No, you like, may not. It's like, I need to earn his trust. I'm like, what are you fucking me? Are... Wait, are you not aware he's the bad... Oh my God, am I an idiot? And he's like, well, I'm going to help these people. I'm a fucking idiot. It's like, okay, well, Dying Light is just, I guess I have to turn my brain off on that story. <laughs> and then every every person's just like, hey, could you get me something? Literally, no, and fuck you. Why would I do that? <laughs> like, why the fuck would I do these things? It's like, well, you you owe us. Oh, you for fucking what? It's like, well, you landed here. The fuck? I, what agency sends a fucking secret agent without the cure for the fucking plague? Like... I feel like you did come with it, and they didn't give happened. it to you. You got bit, and they had to give you their own cure. And then they're like, "You're in debt to us because like, of it." I almost felt like we came with the shipment of it, the, but the bad stuff that had, that fucked us at the beginning separated us from it. But this game was like three or four years ago. It, and it doesn't matter. In any case, when I played the game, the parkour system was really awful to me most of the time. There were a lot of times where I tried jumping on stuff, and the game was like, "I think you meant drop," and I was like. I think I remember largely being fine with it, and I think I, I think it actually worked better than like Mirror's Edge, a game about parkour. Oh, Mirror's Edge was awful parkour too. Mirror's Edge was um, a nightmare. But goddamn, the trailer for Dying Light Two is like fluid, seamless, everything perfect, doesn't miss a single jump, and I was like, you 
Lion? Motherfucking <laughs> asshole. I know your game. I played it. It doesn't work like that. You cannot show this to people and make them think it's real. And they're like, the parkour system's been so improved. Every object reacts to your... It doesn't. It fucking doesn't, you lying asshole. Maybe it's good this time. It is not! It never is! Every E3 we do this. Every fucking year we uh, see this, this game. This is why I don't watch... This is why but, I don't watch E3. But it's like every year these idiots fucking watch this shit and they go, oh, The game looks amazing. It's so much better than one. And then they get it and cry about how it's not. What did you fucking expect? History will repeat the then more you get, that... Then you get the comparison videos. Enjoy. And those comparison videos are appallingly hilarious because the people who are like, Oh yeah, that, that looks like shit compared to... You are the asshole who fell for it. I also have an issue where like, just I know that most of the really cool experiences I'll have throughout the year won't be the ones that even show in E3. No, they won't be. Because, like, E3 is mostly AAA stuff, yeah. so it's like it's a giant party for, like, the less good part of the industry. <laughs> yeah! And I'm not going to sit through, like, 20 hours of that to find out about the three cool games I'll play later. I'll know about them when they're coming out. You know what my favorite was? Or, in my situation, I have the benefit of my audience will just shout them at me. Yeah. I think like, I oh my god, Yakuza Kiwami 2 looks good. I'm like, I figured. Yeah. Zero was good. I fi <laughs> my favorite part, though, was during the Xbox... Do you like that right after you bought them on PS4, they're announced for being on PC? <laughs> I don't care either way. Um, I am upset because I would prefer to own it on PC mm -hmm. because it's just going to be better. But mm -hmm. They uh, run real well, though. Yeah, they run fine. They're, I think those are. I think they're thoroughly like 1080-60 games on PC. I mean, on, on PS4. Yeah, probably. I mean, they know what they're... I mean, they've been working on that hardware forever. They know what they're doing. Um, my favorite part about E3 was that during the Microsoft conference, they would show trailers for games or whatever the fuck that they normally do. But yeah. Before, they would have to... So, are you just watching all this? Yeah, I watched all of it. Why? Um, why? Because I, I was bored. Um, I thought you were, like, tearing your hair out from how you're so busy. I, I am. I'm doing school, but I'm also watching it. I don't. Oh, know. you multitask during school. Well, yeah. Uh, what I, am I going to learn this shit? No, it's all garbage. The It's it's a waste of time. I'm paying for the paper. I'm not paying for the knowledge. That's how I'm going to be feeling during a, when I do traffic school. Yeah. Are you really going to sit in traffic school and be like, I am super hyper-focused on learning about exactly the right well, I mean, I'm going to take it online, and I'm probably just going to Google the answer to every question that I don't already know yeah. and be done with it in like 10 minutes. You could also just go down to the DMV, pick up a book, and then go back home and then take the test because the answers are all inside of the book that you used to study. But that, but that's online. <laughs> Is the book online? You, probably. Maybe. It you might probably be. just skip that stuff. I don't know. I haven't really uh, taken a driving test in so long that I don't know. But I would assume it's probably online in a PDF that you can use. But uh, in the Microsoft conference, they would have, uh, anytime they were pre uh, premiering a trailer that had never been seen before, they had this announcer that was like, world premiere. What are you tapping the mic for? Just realizing I never checked it. Oh, I did. <laughs> we already had the camera fuck up, so I was like, can't wait to find out that my mic's off this whole time. Yeah. The So, like, yeah, every time a trailer would play before, if it was brand new, it would say world premiere in front. So, like, so a guy's voice, world premiere. World star. <laughs> every trailer was a world premiere. So. Isn't that the point? Yes. Did they say, did, was Last of Us a world premiere? Yes! Even though we already knew about well, it? Well, that was on... that. No, it was only the Microsoft conference. Oh, only did. Microsoft did that? Yeah. Being annoying? Yes. And so every fucking trailer... And before half it started, these things are things I'm going to see a trailer for next year yep. when they do it again. Yeah. Like uh, the zombie game, which is still not out. Oh, so they yeah. did another trailer for it again. And it's like... I, it was okay. just, it was so annoying because like I, it, and I don't even know that 
I just said that based on the assumption, and you confirm it. Yeah. Because of course they did. This is another trailer for that one zombie game that was announced last E3 and still isn't out. So I'm like, it's the new whatever. Fortnite. And also, It'll come based out on, one day. Also based <laughs> on last time, it sure as hell fucking didn't look like gameplay anyway. By the way, Fortnite is the new Skyrim. That's is, just on every platform. It's on every platform. It's on the Switch now. Yep. Uh, they also put Skyrim onto uh, Alexa. Yeah, like as a joke. No, it's really there. Yeah, no, it's there, but it's as there as a joke. It's like I, it's like a micro product. It's not funny. You need to stop making Skyrim on everything. Like it's mm. really not funny that your company has so pathetic that you can't make a new franchise. Multiplayer Fallout where you nuke each other for fun. I, I that's not missing the point at all. My favorite my favorite tweet from that company that ever exists is where they said, "Look at the trailer for our new franchise. We haven't had a new franchise in twenty five years." And I just died. Where I went, "Oh right, your company is fucking garbage." Make something new for once, you uncreative piece of shit. That's shits. what Bethesda said? Yes. Bethesda yeah. was like, our newest IP in 25 years. Like, what the fuck what, have wait, you been doing? What's the new IP? Like, Star Child or Star something? Some space game. I was like, oh, good, Space Skyrim. So it's going to be on every fucking platform for the next 25 years. Thank God. Like, I guess they had the Apocalypse one, and they had the fantasy one, one. So now they've got to make their space one. And then they can be all three parts of Elex. <laughs> Do you know about that game? Yes. The game that was like part wasteland uh, open world, part western open world, and part sci-fi open world. I just... Now now Bethesda can be the full Elex. I wish there was a way that... I wish there was like a limit, a time limit a game company was allowed to exist for. (laughs) So like a game company can only exist for... What? Yeah, for like you you get... You basically get 15 years to make games. Once after 15 years, your company has to disband. All IPs are thrown into the wayside. You're not allowed to make them anymore. New time. Time to re- time to do new stuff. Because we're games are getting I to... I think that's called the indie market. No. It's called somebody needs to regulate this shit because it's out of control now. Somebody needs to regulate this shit. Because there needs to be government regulation on how fucking appalling it is that people can keep making sequels to everything forever and ever. Because I'm... Not only am I tired of it, but I also feel insulted as a person. As a consumer, I feel insulted that... They can just keep doing this and other idiots. It is a weird experience to like be a big fan of a game, uh, franchise like Halo and then kind of fall off of it and just watch it be this weird reanimated corpse that continues forever. Yeah. And like and you're like, oh, they're still making Gears of War games and they're still making still making Halo games. Just gonna gonna keep going. Like, you know what they you know what I saw a trailer for the other day that it just made my heart like, flutter? At least with Mario, you're like, oh look at the raw creativity. They're really they're really earning their place making more Mario. Mario's a different game and every time. More Halo comes out. Every Halo looks more boring somehow. Same with Assassin's Creed. Every time I fucking see it, I die on the inside because I'm like, man, I really wish the historical accuracy of the bubonic plague would kick in eventually and kill them all. It's so tiring to watch idiots in fucking the past. You're so confusingly angry right I now. Hate Assassin's Is it because it's so hot in here? No, it's just, I fucking... It's 93 now. I hate the game. I hate everything about it. I hate every publicity. I think I ran out of sweat. The, like, <laughs> the, well, I'm more mad because Assassin's Creed had a new trailer I am just going to go into shock and now. their new trailer was like, look how fucking progressive we are. And I was like, Assassin's Creed, you are 15 years too late. Mass Effect did this already. The Get development the cycle's here. so slow that after people got mad that you couldn't be a woman like four games ago, they're now like, look... Now the gays. <laughs> we did it, right? Do you, will you do you love us now? I bet you I bet you if you ask them. Hey, could I could could there be a way that I could uh could have a character that's transgender? You know, we can't we can't have the technology to do that. We'll come we back need, to we us. We need to make like, whole new animations. Yeah, whole new animations. We can't just make a person look different. That's not possible. <laughs> so we're just going to work on it for four games and we'll come back when the 
it's not relevant anymore. So what the fuck is it's, that? That whole that whole conversation was so long ago. I am so taken aback that Ubisoft continues to function as a company that people keep buying into their garbage every fucking year. Because I can't even tell you the last time I saw an Ubisoft game and went like, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I don't know. Same with Bethesda. I'm pretty Same indifferent with, to them as a company. Like, I don't even, well, because Bethesda, people would say like Doom, but I don't count Doom as part of Bethesda. I count that as it. It's published. It's published by Bethesda, which yeah. doesn't count because Bethesda's, Bethesda's, honk, honk. yeah, Bethesda's, <laughs> because Bethesda's a hideously ugly man child of a CEO has nothing to do with the development of Doom. And thank, this is getting angry. Think I hate everyone. You spent, well, I, you really benefited from watching all E3 of E3 made me so mad because I didn't realize how bitterly. Meanwhile, depressing. I was just hanging out in my room and playing playing Detroit, playing Dark Souls. I, I just didn't know. <laughs> I, I was just chilling because I haven't watched a couple of E3s now. Playing I some of, Conan Exiles. I've mostly been just kind of taking a backseat, where like, oh, someone tells me a new game's coming out. I'm excited. Yeah, this is the first time I, I sat. Think the down last time I watched E3 all the way through was the year they announced Halo Two. Wow, I had it on DVD. The E3? Yeah. Huh. They uh, don't. They probably don't do it anymore. But back in the day, E3 was like just televised. Yeah. And that was the only way to get it. But you go to GameStop and you can buy it on DVD. Huh. I didn't know that. That's so funny. like midway through, I guess it probably was like 2003. I bought like the E3 DVD. It was like a like a box set thing, kind of. It like just it has a, all the conferences. It's like this, and everything? Yeah. It's like one of those like. Those hard DVD cases, like the type they put uh, PC games, like PC or... games in. Oh, okay. Like, uh, like the type, like if you bought Mist, it'd be like the big chunky yeah. case where it's like it's mostly empty inside. It's yeah. like here's the manual and here's the CD with a really thick spool in the middle and everything. It's just a big chunky PC game case. They were really big like that, and that one spool had like four discs that were the entirety of E3. That's not bad. So I saw like Peter Moore like pull up his sleeve. It's like, oh, I got a tattoo of Halo. Woo! And that was how he announced Halo 2 coming out. Like, that was his dumb gimmick for a while there. And, uh... <laughs> it, it, I, I See, I haven't watched E3 all the way through for so long that by sitting down and watching through it, I realized, like, oh my god. Nintendo- there's, just, there's just so many games that are coming out every week that look interesting that I've never heard of before. That E3 yeah. is not worth my time. It's I'm more upset because I realized that, like, the more, the more I watched E3, the more I was set in stone that Nintendo is really the only last gaming company. Everyone else is a movie studio that is so shitty at it, they can't make movies, so they have to resort to games. Everyone wants to make these cinematic fucking experiences, and... Not from software. They make President Mech game where you are president of mechs. From software just doesn't make fun games. That's the problem. <laughs> but the, the thing is, is that, like, every game studio does this... All, goes through all these hoops and fucking hullabaloos to make these cinematic universities amazing experiences that are mind like mind blowing and breathtaking and it's like what about the game i the fucking game it's an experience i'm like okay look get the fuck out and can we get somebody i'm just getting tired of every every game being a third person action game but I... not but not for good reasons yes when do, when do the games come back? Like, technically, Dark Souls and Bayonetta are both third person, but, but they have, like, a camera setup designed for the way the game plays. Because the game but came so first. Many, but so many games are a game where a guy stands in the bottom left corner of the screen, and the camera awkwardly rotates around them, and you can see way more to the right than the left, and you can't see your own feet, and you're navigating, and your character has animation priority instead of, like, control priority. So they, want, they don't want to break the momentum of your animation, so your character's like... 
constantly controlling like the guy from Red Dead Redemption where you'd like try to get through a door and you'd like, oh shit, I missed the door on the left side and then you try to loop back around and because you have a shitty turning radius, you hit the right side of the door next and you're like, I just want to go in the door. Ah. I think my favorite part is also you can see their feet, which is the most unnecessary portion I ever need to see of a character model while I'm playing a game that's in third person. I never care about where my foot is. I care a lot more about For me, where... I sometimes do care about seeing the feet just because like sometimes the physical terrain is not flat and I'm like, I'm trying to move around and I can't and like shit's in the way and i'm like walking around shit oh like that i just assume that i just don't try to do any of that because third person games are so shit i don't try to do any kind of weird maneuverable like all of uh horizon zero dawn is like rocky craggy uneven terrain everywhere you go in the entire game and it's like you can't even see your character's feet (laughs) like and she's in the bottom corner of the screen like she's not even centered and that always bothers me because in uh when they're centered in the bottom of the screen, at least they become like what we talked about before, like rock band notes, where it's like yeah. they become invisible. Like you, like, could, you just know that that's the camera always constant. relates to them there. They're yeah. always there on the screen, and you can move around with respect to that. Yes. But once they're anywhere else in the screen, you, you have to literally look at where they are and try to maneuver them through shit, and they get stuck constantly. And then also, the lopsided camera means you can just see more into one direction than the other. Yes. And it's like, why that? It, or like, well, I'm really good at looking around corners, but only when I'm going clockwise. There's a lot of I games. Can't, I can't look around corners at all when I go counterclockwise. That was that was my number one complaint about uh, God of War, was that God of War decided it wanted to become a third-person game. And that camera's close. And that camera is, not only is it close, it's unnecessarily bad, because I, it doesn't help the combat at all. It's great for they, cinematics. They, had, they used the, to have a nice camera system where you could see everything. Oh my god, they did! It you was could see like, the entire fight in one it camera It was like angle. a fucking video game where you fight people. But God of War became a video game about parenting. It's not about fighting anymore, Keith. We've and, moved Andrew on. Andrew really likes God of War, if you haven't, if you I, haven't noticed. I He's wanna, a big fan of uh, the rage monster having to be a dad now. If I was a dictator... You might, you, might, you might understand why the rage monster series might appeal to Andrew and why it might be a betrayal for them to make him a father now that takes yeah. care of a child for an entire, like, what, 30 hours? More than that! You were a big fan. And they also added RPG elements, your other favorite thing. Useless so RPG they, elements. So they were just like, we're going to fuck your franchise, like, the one you like, like the most. The most arbitrary RPG elements. I Here's my thing. If I was a dictator, I would personally fly out... And execute every person who made a game that has an adult man taking care of a child. Because those games, doesn't matter what you say, doesn't matter what anybody says, those games are shit. They're shit, shit games. Because the characters are... We've, we've been down this so many times, so we don't need to do it again. characters are never relevant to the cause that's happening. We don't need to go down it again. <laughs> we do, because it keeps happening, and now it's going to start being a fucking trend. And I'm not uh... ready for that trend. Because there's enough trends that suck already, like third person. But I don't need third person and daddy simulator. I don't need that shit no more. Get rid of it. Nip it in the butt. Last of Us 2, cancel it. Get rid of the whole franchise. Nip it in the bud. No, the butt. The bud. Because your character points your butt at your camera. It's nip it in the butt. It's it's a bud. No. Because you stop it from growing. No, it's I'm not trying bud. to stop it from growing. I'm trying to stop nip, it from ever in the bud. ever existing. I wish I could just erase it. I was so mad because the the guy from Zero Escape, he's a fucking E3 right now, announcing his new fancy game or whatever. That was my chance. Infinite Escape. I could have killed him at E3 and been done with it. Got my justice. Got my revenge for the 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 the, the, the inhumanness of creating Zero Escape. Because someone has to punish him for it. That's not acceptable that we keep letting him walk free like he's not a criminal. Who has literally 
literally assaulted everyone with his You're game. You're just being a cartoon character now. <laughs> I can be. Because you know what? The whole gaming industry is a cartoon character. Uh, and I can be fun with it too. The... Yeah, it just... E3 is a waste. I don't know why we have it. I don't know why we do it every year. I think Devolver Digital is the only company that actually has fun with it. Um, besides Nintendo, who just... I don't think Nintendo actually takes E3 seriously, which is why they have fun with it. Isn't that because Devolver Digital's like, how did we get in? <laughs> no. <laughs> how did we get in here? I don't. Th- I think it's actually because they don't get in. They're not allowed in. Oh, right. They're not allowed in. They're not allowed right. in. So they get to have fun with they it did, by being... They did the weird existential nightmare one last year, right? Yeah. That was E3? Yes. They're, they're, the, com- they're the only company... That gets it. That gets that E3 is just... A weird nightmare. A weird nightmare. Yeah. And they have fun with it. And every and you know who gets mad about it? I'd probably it? be more likely to watch their conference from last year than watching anything... Than actually trying to sit through any of this year's E3. They had a conference this year, too. Yeah. And it was great. Uh, you, know, you know who doesn't understand how unfun they are? E3. Surprisingly. Because they keep mm-hmm. trying to shut down Devolver Digital's fun. And they're like, that's not okay. Oh, but your stagnant fucking everyone comes out on stage and goes, it's going to be a great game. It's uh, a lot of work went into it. It's going to be a memorable experience. Wasn't there a thing where Devolver Digital rented a lot across the street from E3? They and then do they, it every and they, year. And they covered the, and somebody else covered the entire lot in like these storage containers E3 that blocked line of sight that. so that you couldn't see the find Devolver Digital. E3 themselves bought cars <laughs> like straight to cover up, it so straight what, up anti just yes. straight up spite towards yes. them and you know what they did in return Jesus. they bought a giant balloon and hung it so that it would fly above the trucks and promote them and so you can't just rent airspace so like e3 can't stop the balloon so <laughs> it is the best game of chicken i have ever seen because it actually it's, not, it's just no it's a it's, a, it's all escalation well it's the best escalation yeah but it's it's great because it's it it brings home what E3 is all about. Not about the players. It's about the capitalism. And if you're not part of the capitalism train, you need Pure to get out. Pure unadulterated capitalism. That's all it is. And I love that about Devolver Digital for being like, we're capitalistic, but we also don't care about capitalism. I just don't understand people being like, I want to go to a convention about a company's like trade show basically i would want to like, go just it's like Nintendo. when it's like when people go to the apple conference oh i like, went to one i'm like are you in uh, the fucking black apple hole? world apple world is really boring um i was yeah that was i had the experience of, of realizing like hey i am currently in san francisco while andrew is in a conference in san francisco never shall the twain meet <laughs> but no. i just i was like I think he's in that building. I was, like, at, I was uh, just, I just coincidentally yeah, was in that town that same weekend. Probably in that building. Uh, that was the time I punched a homeless person, and I also got take, I got a picture taken for a magazine. At the same time? Yeah. Not well, not for the same thing. <laughs> was it the homeless punching monthly? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, the homeless person I punched on my way to the conference hall, and then once I got into the conference hall, I got someone asked me to uh, be a model for a magazine. For the conference, which is weird. It's really awkward because they were like, you need to stand and point at this thing. This just in, famous model and CEO of e- of Activision EA or whatever it is, yeah. Andrew Wilson, punches homeless people. Well, it wasn't really a punch. It was more like a, uh, what do you call it when you push, when you like, not push, but like very, very clearly thrust someone away from you shove. with your hand. It, I wouldn't say shove because shove feels like it's an intentional like get out of my way. I was mending it more like repel. Repel. Repel is a good word for it. I mean, that that sounds better than you just coming out and being like, I punch homeless people. I'm, which is like on your list of like, also, well, I want to murder people. Well, I mean, like, like, it's fine. Uh, he deserved it because he was going to throw up on me. 
because um, he was way too inebriated. And he was like walking. See, that's toward- that's the way a sane person tells the story. Is they go like somebody almost threw up on me, so I pushed them away. But you're like, I punched a homeless person, nope. and he just and he just left it there for he a while. He was homeless. Punched him. That's how it worked. I mean, he he got he was physically assaulted, flew to the side of a wall, and then fell down. We'll see you guys next week when we recast Andrew on the Sit and Discuss podcast with somebody that's less with the homeless guy I punched with somebody <laughs> that causes fewer Twitter controversies. I've never caused a single Twitter Twitter controversy. <laughs> oh, that's not true. I did on the Overwatch Twitter. People people didn't take my sarcasm as sarcasm, so they thought oh the was, time that your tweet your thing yeah. exploded. Yeah. No, no, it's, I think people largely. I think a lot of people knew what you were doing, but somebody that was did that was stupid retweeted you in the first place, right? Yeah. That's how, that's why I got the exposure. Yeah. I had a thing that got an unusual amount of likes on Twitter where it was just like, uh, I saw like the asterisk for the notifications. And I was like, oh, I've never seen that before. Oh, yeah. Which is that somebody, there was a Kingdom Hearts 3 announcement thing and some, some fucking guy was so full of himself being all like... People are talking. People are comparing comparing Tangled with Tangled, like between the movie and the game. Oh yeah, I saw that tweet. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, like yeah. oh look, they're like, I, yeah. look, look how close they are, and like actually, as somebody who has, who knows a lot about lighting and and has excellent facial recognition skills, I can tell that they're very different from each other. And in fact, they seem like two completely different characters. And I was like, wouldn't you thinking that different people mean you have terrible facial recognition <laughs> skills? It's like, you I think the same person I, looks I get different. That, I get that you're so fucking hype on your shit. You got to fucking brag to the internet that you can tell via eyesight, that which everyone has, that they're not literally identical. Which is whatever the fuck. I don't think that, but ar- that, he, I don't he think that so, was the original argument being made. I think the original... I think he was argu- literally just bragging he can tell the differences between them. Yeah. But, over, but inflating it so much that it's like, it's like they're two different people. I'm like, that just makes you sound like an insane, stupid person. Yeah. Because it's clearly one character making the same pose with the same colors and everything, but here and there, like the hair is slightly different outlines or whatever it's the a fuck. Different graphic engine. Yeah, I mean, clearly, like, Disney's just... not using un- like Unreal Engine to make so, like, the, the movies. The two responses were me being like, "Doesn't that mean you have terrible facial recognition skills?" Yeah, and because other, he's and... like, they're, they're different people. It's like, but they're the same people. Yeah, and but the, you don't the, think the other person just replied with R slash I am very smart because <laughs> he's exactly <laughs> being one of those people that's just like. Just fucking masturbating all over the internet. Like, yeah. look how fucking great I am, but doing it in the most embarrassing way possible that, that achieves the opposite effect. I just I just get intoxicated and make tweets. I don't know why people... like. I don't. <laughs> oh, know, we can tell. I don't know why people... We can so, all tell. Oh, man, my dick... My dif, dickra tweet You've made the so most good. confusing fucking tweets. I love you don't tweets. even make... Drunk, drunk High Andrew doesn't even make sense on Twitter <laughs> I anymore. I my tweets a lot. <laughs> I literally can't even tell what you're going for I anymore. I, I think I woke up this morning. I looked at one tweet. Someone replied to me. It was like... You're like Twitter's uh, Andy Kaufman. Like, it's <laughs> just like... It's just for you. No one else is going to laugh. Because no. it's not even a joke. It, uh, it doesn't works work. For me. It's just uh, noise. It, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I, I, I have so much fun with it. You're uh, just playing your own adult game. Yeah. I mean, what else am I going to do? Be one of those assholes who just, like, try to impress other people with, like, knowledge or some kind of hip, trendy news or, like... I don't you i don't give a shit about your goddamn uh, boredom it was like oh breaking news did you hear about this thing i was like i don't care whoever james underscore seven seven five twelve i don't fucking care that's a very specific thing to recall it's that definitely not actually, that person's that's not a real username no i'm just anyway guys hope you guys enjoyed the podcast it started with a completely impenetrable spoilers cast about everything ever 
that just repelled everyone. And if that didn't get rid of you, then uh, we fought, we closed it up with sc screaming and death threats. It is currently... Bye-bye. And we answered one question from the list of questions from one email that we're still in. <laughs> See you guys next time. If you have fun topics for us, send them to our podcast email in the description. Because we need guidance. <laughs> and maybe, maybe, maybe Jesus. <laughs>